and welcome to One One. BJ Ryan. This is episode one hundred and three, sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter at Betfair. Now it's Railway Stakes Day. We are up in the judges' box, Ascot Racecourse. I'm alongside once again the Perth Racing Guru, Terry Layton. G'day, Terry. What's the excitement levels like leading into Railway Stakes Day? Ah, hello, BJ. No, very excited. Obviously, it's our it's our grand final week of the uh, of the year. I'm just hoping we don't get electrocuted by that big box uh, uh, in the in the judges' room, or if, if this is where the judges have to sit every week, I feel sorry for them to be honest with you. But uh, no, it's good of um, good of Ascot to allow one of the cubicles for us to record the pod- podcast today, and um, just a, a great build up for Railway Stakes Day. Very good. We have uh, two of the sharpest operators in town joining us for Railway Stakes Day, just as they did on last year's edition, Daniel Cripps and Pistol Pete Antonitz. Welcome, gents. That's really good memory. I can't actually remember being on last year. It's only a year already. Yeah. It feels like longer. Um, it's, you know, just another week. Won't be on course for this year because, mm. as is often the case, you land yourself in a, in a wedding party and before you know it, you're missing the entire day, but that's okay. I'm sure it's okay. I just keep telling myself that. We'll back some winners and I'll just see a you know nice little bump in the account later in the day when I'm halfway between Negronis. What time's the ceremony? Don't know. I just have to be there. It's my fault that they're getting married, so I need someone to blame. You know, when things start going pear-shaped, I'll be abused by family members on both sides. What do you think about the institution of marriage itself? Wow, how long do we have? <laughs> I just have a feel. I have never. I've got no idea what your answer is. I just got the feeling you'll have an opinion. I do think it's one of those where I mean, <laughs> depending on the reasons for getting married in the first place, are you doing it to have a massive party? Are you doing it for the status? Are you doing it to you know because you feel it's more official? There's heaps of different reasons. I think people get married these days. But for me personally, I think I would be <laughs> uh, you know roll up to the to the uh, the registration office, knock it through the keeper and then just have a massive party and go on a wicked trip around the world and just get loose. I hope my, uh, <laughs> I hope my partner Lee is listening to Pete's advice because that was kind of my, what I was thinking as well. So, uh, yeah. Might be a good segue to our other guest, actually. BJ? Daniel Cripps. Cripps. <laughs> <laughs> hope uh, my intro doesn't get as deep as my well. <laughs> oh, <I> did. <laughs> nah, thank you, gents, for having us back on. I mean... Yeah, pretty much a year to the day we were perched up at the raffles and yeah, it's good to see we've gone forwards in 12 months. We're, uh, what an upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to get a photo of this room just so people can understand what we're talking about. As yeah, well. we're racing tight, racing yeah. very tight. It's a bit yeah. like CJP trying to get out of a pocket. On yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to pull the elbows out. <laughs> now, Crippo, what a week it's been for you, mate. Uh, obviously, Kira Yule's manager, long-time manager now, uh, what a thrill. That was, her, I guess, the biggest success that Kira and you uh, have enjoyed uh, as a partnership on Saturday with the champion for the stakes. Yes, by far. I was actually caught up with her on Tuesday night and, yeah, that's her third group victory now. Uh, the first one since she won, obviously, the Perth Cup and also another group race on Avante. Uh, so it would have been the best part of a decade ago. So, yeah, huge thrill for her. Uh, I think she was... She loves the horse. I think she was quite confident the start before and just the way that the tempo, they went so hard and she got left a sitting duck. So, And it was actually funny. I, I probably wish I didn't get to enjoy it live as much as what I should have because I had a rather large investment on a horse to run a place that, of course, ran fourth. But actually, <laughs> I bumped into Pistol on straight after the race and he goes, Jesus Christ, that's one of the better rides of the carnival that you'll mm-hmm. see. And I didn't know at the time because I wasn't even watching her 
that closely, but then watching the replay, I thought it was a yeah, absolute ten out of ten. So yeah, was, pump for it. There was a terrific photo on Twitter actually of you yeah. guys celebrating the win post race. Good stuff. Uh, means a lot, doesn't it? Especially when you have that close connection like you guys have. Um, I reckon if Jason Whiting snaffled third, he would have got a hug too from you as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'm not sure if the hug was me congratulating Kira for consoling me. <laughs> but no, that photo is, yeah, super thankful for Western Race Picks for capturing mm-hmm. that because, you know, I won't manage Kira forever and um, I'll look back on that with great memories. And yeah, it's been such a good experience and that's really going to, uh, that's captured it really. And it's, it's also tremendous when you find a good horse like Searching Rocks and I guess the stable does have opportunities to put higher profile jockeys on, but they come back to, to Kira, lock her in for the big race back her in to get the job done. And she and she uh, follows through and produces a 10 out of 10 on the grand final day. In yeah, a exactly. That's David Harrison in a nutshell um, for you, really. He's been just like that the whole way through. Him and Sharon Miller at the moment are uh, just two biggest supporters of Kira. And it's no fast. They're always... Yeah, if she can't ride one one day, that they'll put her back on, and yeah, it's, I know she really appreciates it. It makes my job a fair bit easier too. So I don't know what her weight situation is like, but she she no chance to ride Searching Rocks in the Kingston Town. Nah, I don't no. think so. Yeah. She's um she's actually quite heavy at the moment, which is unfortunate because I reckon twelve months ago she would have been in a much better position to have a crack. But yeah, it's uh fifty kilos is it's an ask. It's yeah. an ask for anyone at any time, let alone when you. Probably not going as good with your weight, but um, which is a bummer. But like she said after the race, she's she feels like she's a part of the horse now, so she'll be still doing all the work on it. And you know, whoever does get that opportunity, then she's going to be there and pretty much supporting him the whole way. Couple of nice pickup rides though in the uh, railway with the Velvet King and um, in the Guineas with Devoted. She probably hasn't ridden in a group two for Bob and Sandra um, since she won. The Perth Cup on Western Jewel. She may have done in the meantime yeah, at some point. She wrote Pure sure. Devotion last year and a few of the features. I don't think any of those were group twos. Yep. But, uh, yeah, she's probably not without hope, maybe, if Western Empire doesn't turn up, but maybe not without hope completely in the guineas undevoted from the good draw. Yeah, it was funny. When Searching Rocks lobbed, I thought, yeah, that would be the pinnacle of my management career. And then seven days later, she's uh, got another two. I think they're both at the moment sort of under or around 20 to 1, so they're not dead and buried by any stretch of the imagination. Yep. So... Let's see if she can pick up two in two weeks after not being able to find a group race in a decade. We speak about it a lot on the 1-1, one, one, um, about those sliding doors moments in races. I listened to Curious post-race and she that was that was plan B, wasn't it? The tactics on, on Saturday in the champion. Like for all her, her for all intents and purposes, when she got legged up, she was looking to ride a bit more patiently and then the uh, Searching Rocks has just pinged the lids and she somehow landed to slot into the box seat. Yeah. Incredible. From what I understood, I think she was actually planning on being behind Bazoom and trying to sort of turn the tables. And then, yeah, I spoke to her after the race. She said she was the last one in the gate. She actually thought she was half ready when they opened and, yeah, the horse towed her there. And it's actually funny on the with the way the track played with a sort of rail on speed day to, yeah, like I said, lob the box seat from Barry Six, you know, push out and then – the thing that I loved about it was just, and you can actually see it on the replay, there's a mark at the 200 and she just sits there, sits there, sits there and exactly at the furlong, that's when she goes and that sort of probably proved the difference this time. Very good. Um, how's business, boys? Pete, Gripper, how's the punt been treating both of you guys? Uh, to be honest, Acromantula probably sums up how I'm going at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of 
close, but no cigar. I've been, been finding enough winners, so hasn't been a complete bloodbath, but I just feel like the shackles are about to be broken and hopefully it happens on Saturday. Yeah, I think I had a really good six months previous to last month, which is my first losing month in quite a while. And start of this month has been better. And it wasn't really too much that I've had to change outside of just tinkering with my pricing structure just a little bit. There was, we've gone really through a phase of late where a lot of horses shorter in the market have been winning. Mm -hmm. And so you just have to get used to your know, natural inclination, betting a lot in Hong Kong as I'm looking for things at odds and trying to find some edges around the market. Um, just having to sharpen that top end of the market a little bit more in my favour has yeah just turned things around the last two weeks. So happy enough. Very good. All right. Well, we've got 10 races to sort through on Railway Stakes Day. We might roll straight into the preview. But first, um, one thing before we do that, I'd just like to thank uh, Holly Watson for jumping on the show, having a chat with me last Thursday. Uh, yeah, good, real bright spark, real terrific for the industry to have these um, young people come in and be, uh, you know, just be so, I guess, so good at their craft at such a young age. And um, yeah, she's got a really, really bright future. Uh, plenty, she's gonna, she's just gonna write a heap of heap of winners, isn't she, Holly? So thanks for uh, for jumping on the show. And it would be would be nice to get uh, Kira Yule on in the next couple of weeks, Cripper, and um, having a chat to her. Maybe she's got another big race under her belt as well. So that would be something to look forward to. So without further ado, let's roll into this preview. Let's do it. Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Railway Stakes Day for 2021. BJ Ryan, Terry Layton, Pistol Pete Antonitz, and Daniel Cripps were all teaming up to record episode 103 of The One One, your West Australian racing podcast. It's exactly 12 noon on Thursday, the 18th of November. Narragin today, Ascot and the opener of Esperance on Saturday. And after racing there yesterday, we're back to Belmont again on Sunday. Mm. Esperance. Yeah, Belmont's in a fair old whackout. What's, how's Belmont going to be when we actually, um, when it becomes our main track? Is it going to be cooked? I think Belmont's going to pull back a little bit when Pinjarra kicks in. So oh, hopefully right. we'll have the Pinjarra as well as Pinjarra scalp side. So hopefully that uh, that works and, and it can take a bit of the uh, take a bit of the um, heavy do a bit of the heavy new Bunbury tracks and all year round track as well, isn't it? That's what they're hoping. Turf, that's what they're hoping it yeah, to be. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the plan. So Is that about then, twelve years away. But then again, it's going to take some while to. I take a while to settle and um, get right, but uh, yeah, we're sort of doing a juggling, juggling a few different balls in the air at the moment, aren't they? As far as trucks are concerned, and but Belmont seems to be okay at the moment. So I don't know. Have you been out there, Pete? Yeah, I've been out every time. I won't head out this Sunday because yeah. I actually have to have a day off eventually. Um, but it's been what playing pretty well. Okay. <laughs> oh, just just thirsty work. The hours. <laughs> Okay, I'm actually right. really looking forward to Pinjara being back though. But yes. the problem with Scarpside and Crips, I don't know if you noticed this as well, but with the data, using a different track, so Scarpside and Bunbury just means that you all of a sudden have no data because you have good. to standardize it to something. That's good. Oh, so yeah. it just throws up all these complete like red flags and you know mysteries. It's a bit fun. So I can't wait for the next couple of years. Very wacky. Yeah. yeah. Scarpside. Sounds like something you'd catch on a Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Esperance, Terry, have you done your form yet, mate? No, I haven't opened the book, no. Seriously? Opening day wow. at Esperance. I don't think, uh, yeah, there's enough focus happening here. We'll have a good look this afternoon, though. When okay. I say good look, I'll probably look for 28 minutes or so. Okay. Uh, stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the market, City Mates, Get Out Stakes competitions, and don't forget our Champs and Challenges edition of the Mundary Hotels, WA Racing Mastermind, BJ, the OG, 
Travis Murray in the game. Short price favourite. Weston Murray. Mm, Weston Travis Murray. Empire. <laughs> <laughs> Travis. T Murray versus Potsy. Carl Potter, uh, our current mastermind. Looking forward to that one, gents. Terry, before we uh, get cracking, Betfair Edge, what's the go for tomorrow's edition? It's on. I haven't booked anyone yet. It's, it's, been a, it's been a big couple of days doing the form, but uh, we'll have someone on, I am sure. Um, it's getting good ratings, actually. Going mm-hmm. through the roof, Crip. They're loving you. Yeah, that little just, just last week. Just where we just yell at each other for five minutes yeah. at the end of the show. I think that's the highlight. My so. dad actually said, uh, he goes, oh, I bumped into someone the other day and he heard you on radio and he said uh, he was very, very vocal. That's good. I do that's like exactly that. Yeah, I mean, 100%. Yeah. We don't want any shrinking violets or any, uh, any fence splinters in the bum. Top sitters, but uh, no, we'll be on there again, and uh, Fitzy will be telling everyone how good he is for another forty-five minutes. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. But uh, let's get on to this preview. And uh, Crip, I'm interested. How do you think uh, it's going to play at the three meters? Twenty? What is it? Twenty-five degrees? About twenty-five degrees Saturday. Perfect day to come out here. Perfect day to be on track. I reckon it's going to be your typical Ascot pattern. Rail at three is usually quite fair, but. Winds are light early, so you might get some races that be on pace, but the sea breeze does come in at some stage throughout the afternoon, which could even it up. I still won't be diving into horses that are going to settle last later in the card, but maybe those horses that are 1-1 or 1-out and 2-back who just get that smother and are the first to have the crack at the horses that have faced the breeze. But, yeah, even slight on pace advantage. Inverted drain during the week, Pete. What, is, what does that mean for the surface? Uh, typically, over the last year or two, it just means it's been resetting it a little bit. I don't read too much into it unless it's raining or there's some unforeseen forecast in the next couple of days. So if it ends up being, say, 40 degrees or something like that, mm. it might mean something different. But I'm expecting the same, just basically even. Adjusting the day, won't be on course, so I'm not going to think about it. Also, BJ, the one just want to make note, it'd be interesting to see what, the track rating is before the first. <laughs> just with, they copped a bit of flack last week from the track being too hard, especially from Uncle Bob. So could we see a soft five for race one? Well, Bob, Bob actually would prefer a soft six, Cripper. So yeah. that's good. Yeah. <laughs> that is pandering. If they go a soft five, that is pandering. <laughs> when it was the last time without running, yeah, I've had a soft That's track. not the policy. So that's yeah. like artificial soft oh, five. Bob so. writes the policy, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, How often do you see in, in life in general just a knee-jerk reaction to saying mm. when you get – criticism say the track was perfect last week though wasn't it that there was an easterly on course which obviously favored those on speed but Mm -hmm. you can make ground later in the day there was no lanes in the straight it played pretty much absolutely perfect yeah i've spoken to a few trainers who had runners last saturday and all their horses seemed to have pulled up fine so interesting i know there was it was Lockie taylor on tab radio sunday morning was saying how he was going to be mindful of the horses that competed on the the good three, and um, and just see how they went moving forward. I suppose he's working in the stables, working for his dad. He's probably leaning mm-hmm. towards the horse welfare point of view. But I don't. Know, I reckon the I reckon the fast horses ran really fast. Yeah, so. and the best horses won. Yeah, and you get just as much chance of injury on a bottomless wet track like we saw at Cranbourne, which was a heavy ten and probably should have been called off. Right. Yeah. right. So yeah. uh, we all tuned into Cranbourne last night. Swings and roundabouts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and also I, I think I think we just got to be careful we don't smash our new track manager too much Completely. as well. Like he's just new to the role. Uh, it's a tough gig. Um, steps into the the you know big big shoes to fill because Chris Nation obviously. 
big profile and was really, really good at his job. I think we just need to, to give Keith and his new team a bit of time just to work things out um, and don't just don't go too hard on it because yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a bit unnecessary, I thought, some of the talk on yep. the day. And One the thing, day. I'll give kudos to the track guys because on the second meeting at Ascot, when they looked like they were really getting into the ground on the turn and everyone was me included was going oh no what's danger, going on here but danger. ever since then we haven't really yep. spoken about it again so they yep. don't know how they fix it so quick but yeah it's played well ever since tough tough gig i reckon especially when when you know your hands are tied behind your back a lot of a lot of ways with the weather that we've had and the the conditions and obviously the changeover so just yeah just wanted to give a shout out to the perth racing guys uh, doing doing a good job and hopefully we get a, uh, a surface and uh, conditions on saturday where every horse gets their gets their chance especially in the big ones Bit of a light start to railway stakes day, isn't it, lads? A bit of a shame a couple of these races haven't haven't sort of held up. We've got a couple of pay one twos to kick things off, but let's get rolling anyway. Race one, 12.05 p.m. is the Tourism WA Trophy, 2,200 metres. It's actually been uh, scaled to a 68-plus top weight, pure devotion, 60 kgs. P, uh, w Pike on board coming out of an Apprentices' Cup victory last start. Fellas, have we got much interest in race one of the day? Cripple, would I reckon? I'll, yeah, I'll start in race two, guys. So okay. Do your best. Ah, <laughs> uh, dearie me. Uh, it's actually it's quite an interesting little race. Um, if you look at the fact that Black Shadow uh, was huge last start, second quickest last two of the race behind Pro Consent, chasing home Comfort Me, who goes into a obviously a railway stakes as a as a live hope if Western Empire doesn't scratched in the morning of the race but um look black shadow should be able to lead him here it doesn't look like a huge amount of pressure um if, if they leave him alone and pure devotion with a 60 yeah. ends up on the back of a buckeye bullet or uh or a praying with god and final chill doesn't make the mid-race move and put the pressure on black shadow like black shadow is going to be super hard to run down from the top so um look i, I expect it'll turn into a mess but if this doesn't and, and lactar is allowed to sort of accelerate from the six seven eight hundred and and uh, make pure devotion feel the 60 kilos black shadow one third up last prep and there's no reason he can't do it again so um look i'm, I'm 210 pure devotion for 20 black shadow so i'm clearly in the pure devotion camp but black shadow is going to be seven or eight bucks so it'll probably see me uh donate a little bit early but um yeah not too bothered BJ. yeah i suppose the the talking point from a cerise and white point of view pure devotion versus reliable star mark two there was three quarters of a length between them in the apprentices cup and now Reliable Star meets Pure Devotion four kilos better at the weight. How much is Stanley to Pike worth? Though? Yeah. Probably that, seven. Probably. So, and yeah. and, is, and Pure Devotion might just be that bit better as well. 1,600 to 2,200 the other day. It's got that 2,200 under its belt now uh, heading towards the Perth Cup. She, uh, no surprise to see her as short as she is. But uh, I'm with you. I think Black Shadow is a big danger. He was really strong on the line last start in his form over a staying journey last prep was excellent so um yeah they wouldn't pure devotion wouldn't want to be spotting him too much of a head start but she just does look the class and she's perth cup bound isn't she yeah she certainly is but uh you can always lose races on pattern and um, as i said if black shadow gets it soft and pure devotions on the back of some pretty slow ones here which there's a few of them um yeah, it'll be an interesting watch in the straight pistol yes Oh, I mean, look, it is a no-interest race, but I'm much the same as you. I've got $2.20 for Pure Devotion. I've got $4 Black Shadow. Yep. So That's a only, bet. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a it's bet. Just, early, you just, you feel like it's a losing bet. You know how sometimes yeah. you get excited when you price one four and it's seven, you go, beauty, here we go. But you feel like you're, you're probably just donating. Um, but, yeah, if, if, if the $7 is readily available, I, I think that'll definitely get someone. Yeah, Midnight Blue won this race 
last year en route to running third in the uh, in the Perth Cup. So we'll see what uh, what emerges. But yeah, a bit of a shame that we we couldn't get a, a stronger lineup to kick things off on a railway stakes day. But moving forward, race two is the Magic Moons Crystal Slipper Stakes. 1100 meters set weights race and uh looking forward to seeing this first starter from lk fernie guru do you know much about it no left um, left the building i'm still coming to terms with the the four horse two-year-old race yesterday on wednesday <laughs> that was one of the wildest things i've ever seen that that was actually a horse race that was that was, that was, that was added to the program yeah that was that was requested that they added that two-year-old maiden onto that program <laughs> Dear and end up being a four-horse field <laughs> that was just an lk fernie benefit well that was i awesome. thought it was a mike sandage benefit wasn't it that was just he had two runners yeah. well he's running <laughs> <third and fourth. laughs> yeah he's filled he's, he's got a bit of prize money so um, can you believe they put a two-year-old maiden on three or four days well, they lost three of the runners purely because of how bad this race yeah, was exactly. so they had to scratch to come here obviously so um now left the building was obviously the um yeah the big eye catcher um at the trials but the, the trial was set up the leaders stopped dead and, and so it was set up for the host coming from the back that um you know looked super impressive and um you'd think rev it up's the danger out in front rolling along trying to nick it but a month between runs and the 1100 meters should work in left the building's favor uh man crush from the awkward gate probably ruins its chances might go to the breeze if it goes back i don't think it's getting past the stable mate so yeah i'm a dollar 95 for luke's but it's 220 at the moment i'm probably not going to dive in at two dollars 20 about a uh a two-year-old who's going to need to sit and sprint to win the race so yeah hundred thirty thousand dollar yearling purchase this fellow um yeah sat back whipped around him was pretty pretty cruisy to the line left the building vampy at play around second length and three quarters away uh did it pretty comfortably uh did left the building in that trial terry summed it up rev it up out in front we'll be trying to nick it uh well rated in front by Brad Parnham like it was last start, but uh, left the building, I think, should have enough runway to get it done late. Any thoughts, lads? Bit of a pity that there's no street parade or snow dome in this yeah. race. Um, I, I think street parade's probably gone out for a, a spell, a short spell, and we'll come back and try and knock off another nice race in, in time. But that's the biggest two-year-old winning figure I've seen at this time of year ever. Really? Yeah. It was a good wow. win, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. But <laughs> it's a shame this race. I, I'm sort of struggling to wrap my head around why it's as thin as it is. Last year we had Heavenly Waters won, Flying Missile ran third, Success Play ran fourth, Lewa ran sixth. Um, there was yeah, there was some there was some really smart. It was a thirteen horse field as well. So it's just a shame that it was. Uh, it hasn't sort of. I think did Jericho Missile might have won a Crystal Slipper once upon a yep. time. So anyway, something out of this. Maybe, maybe left the building might be the the horse. So. LK is just loving this, isn't yeah. he? he gets it literally gets a gift midweek, and yeah. it looks like he's probably going to be. Uh, well, he's going to be gifted a, a couple of horses finishing in the first three or four. You'd reckon under a thousand dollar race. So um, yeah, Christmas has come early for LK. Pistol just mentioned Snowdome. I was, I think I listened to the podcast two weeks ago, Terry, and you were of the same opinion of of me that rev it up actually held Snowdome to the line. So all of a sudden you're saying that form's really good. I know left the building trial was super impressive, but sort of couldn't keep up halfway uh, down the back straight. So it might be a horse that's going to get back and make one final run. I'd mm. tell you what, if I'm going to back a two-year-old, I definitely want to be on the horse that's going to lead and get it pretty soft out in front. And the figure that rev it up produced on debut was solid and not that I'm Definitely not going to be diving into two dollars fifty, but if the money does come for left the building, then I might have a small wager on rev it up because it's a leader early in that. What would entice you? 
rev it up price wise? Oh, I've got it 290 in this market, although it was quite loose. I was actually doing it this yeah. morning. There's a lot of other races to cover last night, but and look, I mean, just started really focusing on the two year olds. I don't think I've actually had a bet yet. But um, yeah, if I can see any over three dollars, might have saying really small because I'll be on track and it's railway day. Got to have a bet. It's un-Australian not to, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, definitely a lot worse methodologies than backing the uh, the only leader uh, early in the day at Ascot in a, in a two-year-old race. So, yeah, you'd be a brave man, I think, hopping into even money. Yeah, hey, and uh, um, Dion's other horse was the only I think other I just, speed in the race. Yeah, and then he, it's been uh, scratched. That's scratched. I think I just got excited it's a by track. Richie, Richie Bell's call. I think he backed it in the trial or something. <laughs> I, think he, I think he managed to find a bookie that was uh, holding bets on trial. So, yeah, I think Richie Bell uh, has just got into my head. Purest horse. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. Race three is the Amelia Park Handicap. 1800 meters graduation this was uh this was added onto the program as well to create a 10th race on railway stakes day and ended up getting a 12 horse field a uh, bit of interest uh reasonable weight scale with um 59 top weight and a couple claiming apprentices down the bottom making it a bit stretched pistol pete any thoughts on the 1800 meter grab more than happy to back mon con wow yeah at okay. odds thought it was really good there last start um it's got the track and distance figures. I don't think there's a great deal of speed in this race. So I'd just love to see him just roll forward. My Squeeze Louise, I think, had its birthday last start. Mm. I think that's the one where it's sort of you get these horses that come across from the east and they get a perfect setup early, whether it's first start or second. This will be a little bit trickier. But Mon Con for me. And I'll also just follow up with Olden. I think that form lines that it's coming from of late is probably a bit better than it reads on paper. And um, so they're the two at around twenty to one that I'll be so, speculating. So what would you be? Uh, what would your instructions to Bo Bandevik Edwards if you were legging her up, Mong Kong? Just go forward. Yep. Don't, should, don't just take your time. My squares, the yep. ways. Yeah, I, I don't really think there's that much pace. Otherwise, I mean, look, Jarman Decoy Noxious will probably try and sit forward of midfield thereabouts. They'll just try and lob there from the gates more than anything. I think Olden and Mong Kong are the two that have Come the, across, the speed. Yeah. yeah. So just take your time, mosey on across from from the eighteen hundred. Mosey. Mosey. Yeah. It'll stroll down the side of the 1800 there at Ascot. <laughs> it, just, it just doesn't look like too many horses in this race that are too keen to win, does there? That's that's the biggest thing I kept coming back to. I mean, Expressionist doesn't look the same horse after 12 months off. Jarman's looks pretty well mapped. Uh, we'll go close from with, with a good ride, but probably needs everything to go its way. Conquered zone. Is Jarman coming off a setback? Yeah, uh, a stable miss. I was just about to say this. I just said stable. You know, pet hate for me is how do they get away of just announcing a stable mishap? Like, mm. did, what? Did you take a bit of bark off, or you know, have you done your ACL? Like, yeah. <laughs> I want to know what's wrong with you. I want to know if it's a foot abscess or a virus. Not a stable mishap. Yeah, hundred percent. Forgot, forgot the race was on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big, big night the night before. <laughs> what about that one? Over. What about that one over race? They, they brought the wrong horse to the. Uh, yeah. Did you see that? They yeah. brought the wrong horse to the track. Yeah, and it was the favourite, and they're. Uh, I think they were going out onto the uh, fine track. Yeah, and they realized, yeah, it was. It was a <laughs> yeah bit of a fine cotton setup. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm probably. I can understand where you're coming from with Mon Kong Pete. I'm shorter than the current price. Just. Probably lacking trust, I think, more than anything. I think my squeeze, Louise, should get better the further they go. Mm. That was a gift last start. Um, unreal, unreal, wasn't it? Well, it was always going to be. Yeah. Like, if you do the speed map, there was no other speed. It was always going to be that type of way. You knew the stable had an opinion from the money that came first up. Money came again. Um, I went back and watched, actually, a few of my squeeze, Louise's runs for Dennis Pagan. 
it was a Pagan's Paddy course before it came over mm -hmm. here. And um, it just jumps to the front, rolls along. Some really nice runs running fourth in a $135,000 race at Flemington. Uh, ran fourth or fifth or sixth in a Tassie Oaks. Um, but it gave really nice kicks. And for me, as I said, a lot of these just don't look like they want to win or want to get past it. So being on the horse out in front is often um, a good methodology to hold. So look, if my squeeze Louise is to be run over, I think it's going to be Brave Angel, but she's got to carry a bit more weight. Um, which is obviously the query, but she'll appreciate what should be a slightly stronger tempo than last time out. Yeah, um, I think this is the race for Brave Angel. Third up on the Ascot, thousand guineas this, this track distance uh, last February, I think it was. Um, hit the line really hard in a very slowly run affair. Second up, doing her best work late. Paddy Carraway can slot in from six, get a nice cover, roll into the race with momentum. I think she's going to be able to gun down my squeeze, Louise. Like, I just feel like Brave Angel is the class run of the race and she can carry the weight. And she wouldn't have competed in a race like this for a while, I don't think, as far as quality is concerned. Other than that, I, th I think it's basically, there's a lot of midweekers in this. I was just about to say that. It does look like a midweek field. I had saying on Brave Angel last time, I'm still trying to figure out whether oh, it was a good run or it was they went disappointing. Did you see the, they, see the sections? Yeah, it didn't look like they went that slowly. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's aesthetically a little bit um, yeah. confusing. But um, yeah, that, do you know what worries me there? And you bang on. Like I, I thought the run was very good. Or I thought the run was good. I'll just say good, not very. I'm going to remove the word very. But I worry that the extra bit of a weight for the mare might see her struggle to pick up and sprint. And the weight could be telling more for her than it would be for a different type of horse. Um, and that was probably my my big concern. I thought my squeeze Louise would be your type of horse group out in front rolling along, should only improve up in trip. Yeah, well, um, so I've got my squeeze Louise on top. I mean, had a $4.50, so, and I had Brave Angel $4.50 as well. But, I mean, I could get Brave Angel shorter. I actually just had my first look at the odds as they come up, and I'm somewhat surprised there's room in the market to back one and save the other. But in saying that, I'm not desperately rushing for my phone to try and get on. My squeeze Louise, obviously, like you said, got all favours last start and it was only a class one straight up to a 60 plus. But her figures from over east are definitely good enough for this. And I think the key point, like you said, Terry, was the further they go, the better she'll get. So, yeah, look, guns ahead if I had to have a bet. A leader at Ascot early in the day. I know 1,800 metres does bring her back to the field a little bit, but yeah, can't see why she wouldn't bowl along and make her own luck out in front and be hard to catch. Might end up with night session. Um, Long Kong and the Breeze night session, one, one-ish, and a horse like Decoy Noxious, so they might try and bustle out fresh, which a really nice little road box for Brave Angel have to go around as well um, and fall back on them. So yeah, I'm 365, my squares lows. We'll get a little bit of mine. Not that confident though. Yeah. Little, little cider. Yeah, a little cider, starts, yeah, 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 yeah. Should make us three from three on railway stakes <laughs> All right. I tipped the card here. None of them will be over three bucks fifty, probably, but oh, that's five bucks. Anyway. Race four. Tab touch. Better your bet. Handicap sixteen hundred meters rating sixty six plus. Uh Cripper, take it away. Uh fair bit of speed in this. So I think from Barry One, big screen should definitely hold him out. Castillo Del Lago, you'd think would be in the breeze early, but you reckon they just fucking Go for it, Terry. Go for it. Just, go for so that it. wasn't mind. Go for it. Do you reckon they just go for it? Like last start, Chrissy Parnham jumped off and said, thinks it's better dictating from the rail. And they jumped alongside. Wouldn't surprise me to see him just say, nah, not this time, Biggie. Biggie small. Biggie, biggie, <laughs> biggie small screen. screen. So I, I don't know. We're just going to let, let you have the front here, champ. I reckon they might just say, up you. See, the one thing that you've just said then, which 
not that I'm going to be on big screen, but I was quite publicly critical of Donga's two rides when he got rolled both times. Probably the first second that he ran, I was probably talking through my kick a little bit. I wish he got into him a bit earlier, but he didn't do a lot wrong. But the start when he got run over by pure devotion, pure devotion and I actually was not. I was, I was really upset with that ride because he got it cheap out in front, but didn't take advantage of that and let him go before the 600. And he was always going to get out sprinted by a horse with a better turn of foot. But last start, whether it was him riding a few wrongs or more the fact that he had some pressure in the race, big screen, up the tempo earlier and made it a real test of stamina. And that's just how you have to ride this horse. So while there is a bit of speed in it, I don't think that's a much of an issue for big screen because he's a one batter who's just needs to get out, get rolling and really try and break their hearts instead of um, go for home at the 400. So, but in saying that, I'm, if you were on big screen, I reckon the fly on the ointment could be Maginica. Mm, Karanis. And Karanis. And then Gingerfly is going to be there too. And I know, I think Holly erred on the side of caution last week by not crossing Beret. And I talked about it before with the knee-jerk reaction, young apprentice, she knows she probably made a blue last start. You're just worried about the overreaction this start if she handlebars down. And so they could end up flying here, which I think is probably a good segue into a horse that you boys might want to talk about. Pistol. I'll give you my fun fact for this race first. <laughs> so Big Screen and Costello Del Lago have met four times in their career. Yep. Costello's started shorter on every occasion and has beaten Big Screen home. None of them. It's mm, a good fun fact. It is a fun fact. Uh, Pro Content is a complete certainty if it can reproduce what it did last start. Yeah. And there's yeah. no reason why it shouldn't be able to because it's like the, the different stable, you've got to just approach the data just a, a, a touch differently. It's its first prep with Durant. Um, but even it's, even I reckon it would have posted some good figures oh, with Robbie Harvey. Like yeah, some of yeah. those wins with weight uh, uh, and there was good times were, were yep. really good. All right, I'll call your fun fact and I'm going to raise it. Right. Pro consent goes up to the 60 kilos because it's down in class. Obviously, that looks like a worry on the surface. Four of five, four of Pro Consent's five victories have been with 60 kilos or more. The fifth one actually had 60, but used the claim to get below. Mm. Doesn't feel weight. So mm. you want this horse in as low a grade as possible carrying weight because it simply doesn't feel it. Mm. Got a big PB over the mile, BJ, which was for the Harveys at Belmont. Was that the, the Sky Final? Yeah, it was. Provincial Power Series for yeah. Power. Yeah. 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 They, they cleared out yeah. like and five to the rest of the field. Yeah. Didn't they? And that's a strong tempo race, which you'd yeah. expect that yeah. they're going to get here. So. so, yeah, as long as the horse hasn't regressed. But let's talk about that run last yeah. start. That was that was big, wasn't it? Massive. Massive, yeah. yeah. That was I, I was like, this horse was pulling ground off comfort me, and it was mm. pro consent. It was kind of wild. but Adam wow. just needed. had two trials, two mm. runs. Uh, Vicky rode it really well. Vic Victoria Corva wrote it really well the prior start, and that's why I sort of didn't consider it last time out. But, yeah, if they put in a good one for Adam, it's not usually just a one-off. Are you really backing him in for that to happen again? And um, I just think it's bad luck that gets pro-consent beat. But, um, yeah, it's just about the backable price now, Peter. So I'm $2.45, which is probably it's probably as short as I could have got it, but I just wanted to make sure that you I wanted, was, wanted to be on it. Uh, <laughs> I was on it. Um, Bradley went up some 4 bucks this morning, which I thought we'd see across the agencies, to be honest, uh, with Ginger Flyer and Big Screen and horses of that ilk, even Outback Jack taking up a reasonable chunk of market. But 320 is that enough, Pete? I've marked it even with Big Screen 550. Oh, wow. I don't think anything else can win. I think if they go completely... Brutal up front, it suits pro consent. If they don't, big screen's clearly the best of the on-speed brigade. I've really taken a set against some of the other on-speed horses here and just thought, well, how are you beating big screen again unless he regresses? So we're basically talking about two horses regressing for anything else to win the race. 
good use of the word regress as well. Regress. Yeah, I'm, I'm in agreement. Pro consent. This looks, uh, yeah, just so taken with that last run. Pike sticks. It's going to get the good setup from the good, from the draw. Just typical pike, isn't it? It's going to be peeling three, four with momentum, mowing them down late with strength. Yeah, looks looks the one pro consent. Two bucks. I love that. I so love you got David money. That's he great. jumps from the exact same barrier as last start. Are you hoping he settles closer? Uh, I don't know. No. I'm just going to let Pike sort that out. <laughs> um, I I reckon it could be. I don't reckon it will be the easiest. It may not be the easiest watch in the world, but I will probably be more so watching that battle out in front. And if big screen scares them all off again and they're all sort of content to let big screen have it, I'll be, mm. I'll be a little bit concerned, yep. I'd suggest. So I'm going to be hoping that, um, yeah, Castillo, Caranis, um, Maginica to a lesser degree, go and um, make it a little bit of a mess uh, out in front. So because Pro Consent should also be peeking into a cam home while big screen's been up for a while now. Though it doesn't show any real signs of um, having enough big screen, in all fairness. Yeah, it's going well, isn't it? But yeah, that pressure um and uh like that like high pressure suits pro consent so hopefully a bit of castillo de lago with joey as a party sort of he, he's the sort of jock who can get up them early and get mm. them rolling so he might be able to put a bit of uh put a bit of heat on early and um apply the blowtorch to big screen and see whether it really wants to lead or not so we'll see what happens um one last fun fact before we leave this race red publisher and brad wheeler ashley maley uh won this race last year absolute 10 out of 10 from an awkward galley i've actually in my uh proud tipped of a second here i just think it'll be really suited by the top end speed i reckon he's just been dropping points on purpose chucking jess gray on over 1200 previous start was really good with sean mcgruddy on board um he's dropped eight points in the last six seven runs or something so it's four kilos uh, I think it's a really nice setup for him. I don't think the old 10-year-old legs are sharp enough to go with pro consent, but um, yeah, I reckon he can run uh, a hole at a pretty big price here. All right, let's take a break, fellas, and we'll come back with uh, Travis Murray versus the mastermind Carl Potter, Mundaring Hotel, WA Racing Mastermind Quiz. Okay, it is now time for the Mundaring Hotel, WA Racing Mastermind competition, BJ. That is correct, Guru. Railway Stakes Edition. Yeah, Railway Stakes Edition. Unbelievable stuff. The Mundaring, in the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. If you're in the neighborhood, drop in and see the publican, Ian Butchie O'Connor, one of the uh, real characters of the game. Say good day. let him know you're uh, on board with the 1-1 and he'll look after you. He'll roll out the red carpet for sure and certain. So last week, fellas, Kyle Potsy Potter, he shocked the 1-1 universe with victory over Kieran Evans. This week though, he faces a formidable task against WA Racing's Encyclopedia Britannica himself, Travis Murray. Welcome to the show, Trav. Thanks, BJ. Trav, uh, there's been early comparisons to uh, to yourself and Western Empire uh, in the fact that you're unbeatable today. What do you uh, what do you think about that, champ? This champ him as well. Oh, you boys are just setting me out of mail here. <laughs> yeah, that's the aim, mate. That's Hang the on. Aim. <laughs> you're dig deep. Potsy? <laughs> oh, no, thanks. I'll, I'll pay the price, don't worry. <laughs> Very good. I like your confidence, Potsy. So uh, I must say, Trav, I was on uh, Perth Racing Rewind Facebook the other day and there was a question about which uh, which, 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 which which horse ran second in uh, a certain character to play. I went to bed that night stewing over what horse that was and I remembered it was Daring Hombre first thing in the morning logged on and I saw that you had already got in ahead of me. Too good. I did. 
Uh, I actually have a photo of that exact race uh, in my house, so it was a pretty easy one for me. <laughs> <laughs> why do you have Why do you have that? I don't know. I was just a nerd when I was growing up and asked my parents to buy me that for Christmas. And so it's one of the few that I've got. That is awesome. Very good, Trav. Um, any runners Any runners this Sunday, Trav? Uh, I haven't had a runner for uh, nearly six months, BJ, but probably have one next week. Uh, Soviet Spy. Oh. Adam Durant. Very good. Looking forward to it. And no, update, clairvoyance? no updates on the clairvoyance situation? I'll leave that up to DMAC, but... No news is good news, and uh, she's going well. Excellent. All do right. you reckon he might be bullish on her chances when she does return, or do you think he might be cautious on uh, on her uh, on her chances? Well, I'll just be uh, extremely nervous. So mm. yeah, I'm not really sure. We'll see what happens. Oh, uh, touch wood, and hope she comes back and hope she can reach the heights that uh, everyone thought she might. Very good, Trav. All right. Well, good luck. Uh, with your uh, with your runners, hopefully they start rolling out in the weeks to come. Kyle Potter. Mate, how's Railway Week been for you at headquarters uh, with, with the mantle of WA Racing Mastermind, mate? How does it feel? Ah, uh, yeah, it's been pretty full on. Um, <laughs> sorry, I've just got someone honking at me here. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's been pretty full on. It's been full, out, uh, full on week. So I'm just mowing the track today. Been mowing pretty much all week. Uh, we'll move the rail tomorrow. And um, yeah, so, but track's looking good, so. Hopefully we have a big day on Saturday. Yeah, well, we're actually located up in the judges' box at Ascot, so we can see Potsy out there on the mower. the judges' toilet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Craig, Craig's on the um, buggy and he's just trying to be a bit of a character, so sorry about that. No, did, you have the, um, did you have the mower setting on the, wrong, um, on the wrong setting last week, mate? Went for a fast one or something, did you? Uh, nah, I didn't actually. Nah, nah, that's not me. That's not my business, so... I'll oh. say out of that. No, got the handball out. Kyle's business is winning masterminds, <laughs> mate. You, thought, you, thought you could have used the boot there, mate, but you've done the handball. Fair enough. <laughs> that's, uh, that's all Potsy's involved, uh, interested in at the moment is making trying to make it back-to-back mastermind victories. So let's get rolling, fellas. Yeah. You both know how to play the game. Your names are your buzzers. So to be crowned this week's mastermind, you need to be the first person to answer three questions correctly. Pistol Pete. Challenger, are you ready? Ready. Good. Mastermind, are you ready? Ready. Take it away, PJ. Three, two, one. Okay, lads. Every week, Pete, by the way, that gets me. I just love it. Who am I? I debuted as a three-year-old in December of 2015. I won the Belmont Guineas the following June when defeating Shoei Chloe by 4.3 lengths. Apart from my very last start in a race, which was May of this year, I had the same jockey on board my entire career. After the Belmont Guineas, I won two further listed races. They were the Cyril Flower and the Old Comrade Stakes, but group racing success eluded me. That was until 2017, when after running third in a Northern Cup to Material Man and second in the Asian Bow to Silver Stream, I lifted the Group 1 Railway stakes. Travis. Trav. Travis. Uh, great shot. That is a great shot. Took him a while, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. BJ got it after I said <laughs> debuted. Uh, <laughs> figured out what debuted in 2015. <laughs> great shot. <laughs> uh, Travis Murray won. Kyle Potter yet to score. Next question. Which horse will be lining up for a third straight railway stakes this Saturday? 
Carl. Potsy. AC. No, Trav. For the steal. Three, Four. two. Platoon. He's got it. Yeah, He's got it. Very yeah. close, Potsy. Potsy's gone for Ooh, KC, that's, that's but it was, the, it was a stable mate, Platoon. He ran third to Regal Power two years ago, uh, competed last year, and he's going around on his in his third railway stakes this Saturday. Okay, next question. How many of the last seven railway stakes winners have been ridden by William Pike? Travis. Kyle. Travis Murray. Ah. Uh, Three. Incorrect. Ooh. Kyle for the steal. Come on, Potsy. Four. He's there done it, Potsy. He's, he's rallied. Two, Murray. One, Potter. Here we go. Which of these horses that competed in last year's WA Guineas did not go on to start in the Kingston Town Classic two weeks later? Gemma's son, Dom to shoot, or Western Empire? Kyle. Kyle. Potsy. Gemma's son. Incorrect. Travis. Uh, Western Empire. Oh, oh, he's done it. He's done it. Travis Murray, OG mastermind. He has come. We've finally got him on the 1 1 and he is saluted first up. How does it feel, mate? Oh, good to get the, get the W. Pressure's <laughs> off now. It's a, it's a free hit from here, you reckon? Well, yeah, if the, if the boss will let me on next week. <laughs> you have to book some time out in your Outlook calendar there, mate. Hey, Potsy, you were stiff, mate. You launched at a couple. You z- zigged when you should have zagged, but it was a very competitive display, mate. Thanks for coming on and being a part of the 1-1 family. You grabbed your, your bunch of hats from Terry yesterday. That voucher to the Mundaring is in the post. And, mate, keep up the good work. All your efforts out at Perth Racing, very much appreciated, mate. Yeah, all good. Thanks for having me. Cheers for that. And thanks for the hats as well. Appreciate no worries. Good thanks, man. Potsy. Good man, Potsy. Uh, Trav, Trav Murray, mate. Uh, is this a one and done or are we going to be able to force your hand to get you back on next Thursday? Yeah, I'll be back next week. I can, <laughs> I can sleep off <laughs> He's got a taste for it. Yeah, he does. Well done, <laughs> mate. And, uh, okay, before you go, Trav, any m- 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 morals for Railway Stakes Day on Saturday? Uh... Pretty keen, Angelic Mitch, and uh, heavily invested KC to run a drum. Very I like good. it. Very I like good. it. I like it. All right. Potsy and our new mastermind, Travis Murray. Thanks, gentlemen. Much appreciated. Thanks, boys. T. Murray. T. Murray. Hard to beat. $1.10. Saluted. I reckon that's the first time I've priced somebody a $1.10 or $1.20 in a uh, mastermind. They've actually got up. So, um yeah, my bookmaking services battled until to, that point in time. To paraphrase Miles Spitzner, the greatest moral of all time. The greatest <laughs> moral of all time, yeah. Dearie, man, he put a little weight on his uh, shoulders, isn't he? So Fitzy's actually a big chance of um, a big chance of appearing at Railway Stakes Day as well. So, Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So he might have the great man on our shores. No, that's it. So Travis Murray, we've been uh, we've been talking him up for many an episode. It's been uh, great to finally get one of our friends of the podcast on the show. And uh, Cole Potter, he's just a newcomer to the game, but uh, he got the got the W last week, won himself a $100 gift uh, gift voucher to the Mundaring, and uh, happy days. So uh, T. Murray will be back on next week, and uh, when we do Mastermind 2.0 once again. And we are back, the first of five feature races, race five of the day, the Tab Touch Placid Arc Stakes. Listed race for the three-year-olds over 1,200 metres. 
Uh, interesting little race. We got horses, fillies coming back from the uh, from the Burgess Queen. We got Colts and Geldings coming back from the Faritha, as well as some up up and comers who are uh, making the the forms form lines varied for this edition of the Placid Arc Stakes. Rolling around the room, it's Terry Layton's time to kick things off for this race. What do you got for us, Terry? No, oh, I was just going to throw it a crib. I reckon if there's ever a race that says D Crips and the way he likes to punt, it's the up and coming good sprinters, and this is exactly what we got here. So. Um you got a moral for us, Chris? Yeah, I've got the winner. Yeah. Oh, so, good. Yeah. I like that. Big nod of the head, too. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right, Terry. This is my race. Uh, look, speed should be genuine with Ponyo coming out and trying to cross him. Uh, look, it's not um, that exciting, but, yeah, I think Flying Missile will be my first bet of note on the card. Just loved what she's done at all uh, three runs this time in it. She's got really good two-year-old figures as well, but... First up, the money came in droves. It was surprising from the gate and no, yeah, of course she got posted, um, but still a really good run. And then two starts back, she sort of sat in the box seat on a pretty hot tempo. And I just thought when the winner and the runner up were making their runs, she was she just got stuck in behind them and got out when it was all too late. Probably wasn't gonna run first or second, but it was a good effort to run third. And then last start, I thought the 1400 meters might be a query and that was the race we we're talking about in the intro with search and rocks they just went i think they went 10 lengths quicker than benchmark in that race so and it was also on cup day where you didn't really want to travel rails in run and so a she sat probably too close to the pace and b she's on the wrong part of the track and 49 over 1400 meters just to run third i thought was yeah just a great effort so the figures are there drops back to 1200 shouldn't be as much speed she's got the tactical speed to sit right over and probably be in the first two or three and yeah, I think she wins. It's funny, you don't often, <clears throat> excuse me, you don't often look at a race and you go, they got the leaders back twice in a row and they've run third, but it was a really good run, but they were huge, weren't they? Like you go back to the Belgravia and the good ones were level or in front by the time that flying missile got to sprint. Like there was no real right. I actually watched because Lee was obviously in this race. So I thought that was the key comparison. So I went, Lee had every right to go past flying missile that day, every single right to do so. She kind of dug in, didn't she? She, she 100% yeah. dug in. She had just, yeah, yeah, she just didn't. Because I think it was Fatal Femme as well. They were both yeah. like they were going to go past her, but she dug in and held third. 100%. I'm a little bit different to Crip here in the fact that I've got her leading comfortably as well. Mm, okay. Uh, yeah, Ponyo's been stepping a little slowly. I think Chris will have a bit of intent back to the 1200. Um, I just think this will be, see you later. I think a few of these other ones might have more talent, but you're going to have Thomas Magnum out the back. You're going to have uh, Sparkling Blue, who's obviously going super out the back, and there was a third one. Maybe he's gold posted as well. Yeah, he's yeah. gold's going to be in no man's land. Um, yeah, for me, the biggest danger was Lewa, who might be able to land in yeah. a 1 1 type yeah. thing, and you can forget the last run. But yeah, I think Flying Missile will lead, dictate, and um, be super. Yeah, and even like the other horse that I sort of respected was Ain't No Other Man, but the synthetic hoof filler goes on, which has to be some sort of query. And three, probably three of the fence for a horse who's, for a jockey who's a little out of form. I feel as like Pistol's yeah. looking at me like he's about to disagree and tip it. No, no, no. Well, I, I do actually have it marked uh, marked as a bet, but it would be a classic wait and see. If you can't see the horse in the flesh, watch the market. Geez, mm -hmm. the Casey Yard is polarising at times. Mm -hmm. um, but they do tend to know the market late does tend to have a pretty good idea with them. They Not always, but most of the time. a good one yesterday, I reckon. Rock and Rupert. Yeah. Yeah, was we, good. Didn't that win nice and easy, mm. especially when uh, the favourite, well, the early favourite paraded awful. So mm. that Did made that. yeah. 
Yeah, I, I'm with Terry. I think flying missile is one of the best of the days. I think he, I think he leads comfortably as well. She, uh, she, sorry, but Chris, the first time in 103 episodes, <laughs> yeah. I've got to correct you on a horse's gender. I was actually talking, oh, I'm, I'm I was actually talking about Chris Palmer. Oh, yeah. no, you <laughs> I think he'll, he'll, he'll lead. Uh, give me this one, please. Give me this one. You could have it, mate. So yeah, flying missiles, 54 and a half. Right down the way, it's uh, no search and rocks, no bazoom, no it's a ray day in this particular assignment. I think it looks a little bit of a thin placid arc compared to some some of the uh, the races that we've had in previous years. And I think she's uh, she, she's one of the better players of the day. Pistol? I really like sparkling blue. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you reckon they'll try and be aggressive from tin? I wouldn't be surprised. As you said, Ponyo's a little bit slew. So I don't even know what that Should was. Should we do a whole race as a, in a Kiwi accent? What yeah. do you reckon? Chuck it in, bro. Yeah, what do you reckon? Just put in the 1-1 one, one beat? If anyone can do it, it's CJP, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, this horse's serious ability, it's got proper wheels. Yeah. I know it's a step up, but I've got it marked $4. I've got Flying Missile marked 3 and I've got Ain't No Other Man marked 7 with an asterisk next to its name. I've got nothing to recommend mm-hmm. with anything else in the field. Yeah, I think the big thing with Sparkling Blue is the fact Clint Johnston-Porter didn't even pull the stick last start as yep. well, so there was some scope. That was an enormous win from where it was as yep. well. They were going very slow, and just the late sections, 6-4, to 4-2, four, four to two, two home, elite. All I'll say is Magic to Exceed went poorly yesterday. The Casey oh, it was runner. big. It was big. Was it? Yeah, it was super okay, yeah. 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 players from yesterday. Yeah. Britain Exceed, the other one uh, who led and folded, didn't go that well. A straight... Arguably wasn't a great steer yesterday, mm. but didn't come out and frank it all that well. So some query on that. But yeah, I, I'm more working on the fact that Sparkling Blue might be the best horse in this race, but yeah. it might just be in an yeah. unwinnable position 100%. from where Flying yeah. Missile is. So I don't reckon I would have backed Flying Missile if Sparkling Blue had drawn a game. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm yeah. with you. Probably would have had Sparkling Blue favourite if mm. it was probably barrier three or four. What um what's your bet price, Crip? Uh I had Flying Missile two dollars seventy. We're actually cool touching on it off air, I just feel like at the moment, especially on Saturdays, if something's above your price, it's not the days where we're getting four dollars for two dollars <clears> seventy pops anymore. So yeah, around three ten, three twenty, that will do me. It's it is bang on like that, isn't it? Like you've got a this. I'm usually someone if I price like two seventy, it's two ninety. I probably won't have a bet in the past, but now I'm like, yeah, that'll do. Here we go, off we go. It's a uh, yeah, it's a different. Um, there's less meat on the bone, I guess. But um, yeah, I think it looks the winner. Yeah. <clears throat> so three dollars flying missiles, five fifty sparkling blue, and I agree with Pistol. Looks a real horse in the making, and yeah, if they're running on on the day, look out for her flashing light. Mm-hmm. All right, race six, Carbine Club of WA Stakes, listed fourteen hundred meters. A bit of a railway stakes consolation this, and. Um, in previous years, it's probably been a little bit stronger, but with no Eastern States and 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 I guess a few horses <laughs> fallen by the wayside on the way to the railway stakes. A few of the Carbine Club runners have been sort of sucked into the the railway down the uh, down the bottom of the uh, of the entry there. So, but yeah, anyway, it's a um, eleven horse field. Last year's winner, Nerf Nerf Bosk, is engaged again. I didn't think he was too bad last week, and um, he won this race last year on route to winning the Perth Cup. But um, probably some of the lower rated horses stepping up into this grade they seem to um be the ones that uh look the hardest to beat to me anyway so that's hot zed's only an 83 raider son of a god 84 raider um they seem to have the i think what are they 350 a pair some of that three dollars 350 something yeah. like that so they're the ones that the market has gravitated towards as well what are your thoughts uh i'll give you a fun fun fact actually pete's got me fired up at fun facts so <laughs> nerve bosk uh since joining neville parnham has raced off seven days three times. It won a carbine at about 20 to one. It ran second in a Towton to Trap for Fools when some people would suggest it was a good thing to beat. Trap for Fools won by a margin, but it was huge. Yeah. And then it came out 
and beat truly great in a Perth Cup. That's three goes off seven days. They're pretty good runs, aren't they? So yeah. I don't think it's going as well. It has to carry more weight. The map looks ugly. So I'm not I'm not with it here at the $10-11, but I just felt that was worth um noting. Crip, Hot Z, 1400, concerned, or are we going to forgive those two efforts? Uh, it's definitely a concern, the 1400 for me. The other, we've had Hot Z on top, but I haven't bet and I don't probably plan on it because of the 1400. And also, look, I know we've said that we're going to be forgiving of horses. I was a bit worried about how hard the track was last week, horses backing up, but not only that, but also seven day back up off a gut buster. Uh, it was three deep on a hot tempo, so. Mm -hmm. I think he would have slept pretty well that night. Um, yeah, like I said, got him on top, but there's just enough doubt in my mind to steer away. Hang on. Pistol. I hate this is your race. top of race. Oh, no, this, this is it. your top of race. Absolutely hate it. So you're going to throw like a vital silver at yeah, it? Nah, nah. PJ, can I ask you a question? Mm -hmm. Being linked to the wolf camp, yeah. Trials mm. of the Spruker. Uh, he's a bit like the, the whole stable. He's just been building into his prep. I touched on this last last week's episode, Steve hasn't had access to the grass at Albany. They were behind getting the track ready. So the grass tracks have been closed, which has meant he's had to go away from his tried and true formula of getting the, these horses ready. He's had to do a lot of beach work, a lot of swimming with these horses. So, um, which is why Red Cam Man was just so massive last Saturday. Like he just completely exceeded <clears throat> expectations. But the Spruik is just another one of those horses building to this race. But I know Steve's very happy with his, with his progress. Uh, I think he's just a race day sort of competitor, the Spruker. He's not a flashy looking horse. He wasn't all that well regarded within the stable and then all of a sudden he's just sort of become a winner. So I don't know. I, I, it, it Probably the simplest thing to, to say is if they reverse the gates, watch me dance and the Spruker, I would have thought what other Spruker would go, could go close actually. So is so the Spruker's the stable's number one. Nucky would have been, looks like he rode them both there. Well, Nucky would have been on the number one, it looks like. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Watch me dance. Is if she's gonna run a, if she's gonna win a race this prep, I reckon this is just about her race. So it's 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 a bit of a funny race, isn't it? Like you, if you wanted to take the best of, uh, if you want to be really forgiving and take the best of Vital Silver, he's coming out of the birthday where they ran really really fast behind horses like Massimo and Newtom and that, and this feels like a big pairing back from form, but he's eight and hasn't won for a long time now so even western temple was huge in the northern cup and then it's coming out of a wait for age lestia it's just got a bit of a funny sort of feel to it this race so i could think anything could happen really watch me dance maps a maps a dream yeah. if you go back to the runs last campaign in 78 pluses and the sheila gwins and those type of runs like they they put watch watch me dance really close here and you, you're beating seven lengths in the birthday over 1200 probably unsuited and then the run in the 5.2 at wait for age to massimo it's not the end of the world for a race and of this nature further to to Cripper's, um question with watch me dance as well she was coming off off a break i think it was like 49 days between runs or something like that and you could just see her condition give out the last 200 so again that run's going to bring her forward so my real query with the spruker is if it gets tough late whether he's going to have that base to really push through and at this level you know mm -hmm. yeah i think the map will be key here if vital silver ends up leading hot zed breeze son mm. of a god parks on him if you watch son of a god versus hot zed seven days ago there was nothing between the two runs at all so if clint johnson porter's on the back of hot zed will that mean will that be the difference in getting over the top of hot zed um, yeah, it's it's a really interesting race. You, you can you can definitely make a case to look around the favourites and find something of value. But um, yeah, no real. Boys, I've got some uh, opinions. Got some triple F, some fun facts FOMO. So I'm going <laughs> <laughs> to dive in. That's going to become a segment. Just on make the show. sure. 
Make sure you, uh, the coffees that you got don't have uh, a gulp in your mouth because you probably spit them on your computer <laughs> if I'd say this horse. But Friar-esque. Hey. Hear me, hear me out. Friar-esque, first up, has had seven goes and placed once. Second up or deeper into a campaign, 24 placings from 48 career starts. His figures are littered. He's, sorry, his career is littered with figures that would run a decent race, a decent run in this race. And look, I'm definitely not tipping him, but on the day if you're chasing a bet, I reckon he'll probably be double figures for a place, and I reckon it might get me. Friar-esque? That's an Irish coffee you got there, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that was my place only. That was guru-esque <laughs> producing from, of, uh, Yeah, it's come from the clouds. No, Friar-esque is a... Does run races at, at prices. It's it's, it's hard good. to it's not hard good to, ones, but does run yeah, races. Yeah, it does run races at prices. <laughs> yeah, it's no. awesome. I actually backed it last start, Fire Risk. Um, yeah, I actually backed it behind uh, Comfort Me. So, Pistol, you're going to throw one at us? Small snip blinder. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah Jeez, was it too bad to be true last Saturday? Yeah, well, I, you watch the replay again. I was saying 60 to 1 earlier. Yeah, it's 30. just, um, you, you see. Lacto tried to be positive out of the gate, couldn't really get a spot, ended up three wide, then tried to restrain back and get just behind them. But he's ended up losing about two or three lengths there in a race where they were going reasonably quick, I'm pretty sure. And then yeah. all of a sudden the race just got strung out and wasn't a day to be coming from too far back anyway if you've got the wrong race shape. So I think that looked worse than what it was. And there was quite a few people who liked the trials going into it. Yeah, I was one of them. Yeah. It's just another one of those horses. In the East, these best figures seem to be off slow tempo races. And this just looks a mess. Yep. And I don't think that's necessarily going to suit some of your, your higher cruising <clears throat> son of a gods or hot Zeds and those sort of horses that would probably prefer a more genuine speed up front to allow them to show their best ability. So for me, it, you know, crazy odds blind. Yeah. Just have a small little stab. Over East did, uh, was he able to make use of gates? He's got gate four here. All the trials, he's looked to step a little bit slowly and put himself in an unwinnable position. Well, for a trial at least. Can he use the gate or is that something that you don't want him doing from uh, what you've seen over East? No, I think he can because you've, just got horses like Friar-esque, Nerf Boss, Dom to Shoot, Royal Command, they'll get behind him anyway. Yeah. Like you can probably sit midfield without having to jump that clean. And, and, and burn anything. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And, and again, they're not going to be going, you wouldn't think they're going helter-skelter in this unless Western Temple gets really fired up and wants to try and mm -hmm. push for the front. But yeah. Again, Lucy's on, so probably not going to be as aggressive, you'd think, as what we've seen previously. Well, the two horses that <clears throat> I just mentioned, it could be your lead and breeze horses, are both questionable at 1,400 in Hot Z and, and Vital Silver. So you'd mm. expect that the, it really will be a slowly run affair. So if that's what you want for blind, are you going to exactly that? I got sucked in the blinder first up mm. and off the back of that really impressive trial. But in retrospect, look at that trial, even though they ran what it says to be the quickest time. Bruce Almighty went poorly. Brooklyn Pier went poorly. I think held up. Yeah, yeah but when he got out, he didn't do anything. Yeah, okay. Also was on him, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> charge didn't go that good on Saturday and Dom Deschutes went horrible. So it's an interesting trial form now, just mm. might be to watch. Yeah, like for, for mine, I just think this is, this is, uh, this is a race for Hot Zed. Uh, what price are you? I was, where are we? I think that's the, that's sort of the query. I'm 320, 330 hot Z. I was 315. Yeah. It's going to be about 320. Yeah. Is it a horse over 1400 you want to take basically bang on your price? So. This is a funny one where we talk about you can do your prices, but it's just a gut feel. So I've got mm. flying missile 270 and I'm taking 320. I've got hot Z 270. Yeah. But I'm not taking 320. Yeah. Mm. You also have trust in your market more yeah. so, don't you? Yeah. And you have more confidence in your market. So. Yeah. I mean, 
Hot, last time Hot Z was over 1,400, I thought he was disappointing. He ran into a horse called Comfort Me at Belmont. And it was, um, so he's, Before uh, that, he was beaten under a length Magical Dream, 1,400. Yeah. I and mean, have a look at that Comfort Me one as well. He actually knuckled out of the he, gate. And he led? Yeah. He, like he, yeah. yeah. No, he missed it and then had to be worked to get there. It was, so this prep, he's beaten Miss Kentucky, good horse, ran third to Magical Dream and Secret Plan. And then last Saturday, three wide, no cover in the race won by Wilchino, Secret Plan, Son of a God, uh, I forget who ran fourth, um, but uh, yeah, huge triple missile, triple missile. There you go. So if he can, if he can come into this and get us, he's just a tough, big, tough, strong horse. Lou Luciani, gun trainer. Chris Parnham is two from two. Hot Zed ticks all, ticks the boxes for mine, but yeah. I'll go with you for the sake of a tip. Yep. Hot Zed, Chris Parnham, a big booking, and um, won't know himself with the 55. All right, here we go, punters. Race seven, the Sky Racing WA Guineas, Group Two, uh, three-year-old classic over the 1600 meters. Look, the three at the top of the market seem to be really, really good horses, don't they? We're talking about Boom Philly, Treasured Star, It's a Ray Day, the Faritha Stakes winner, and uh, Bazoom the Belgravia Stakes winner and the Faritha, uh, the Burgess Queen runner-up. Uh, other than that, there's a few. There's obviously a bunch of nice three-year-olds, but they're yet to really, really do it. The three at the top of the market do stand out as far as class-wise. Are we zeroing in on those three, Terry, or is there something outside of those where you think could ruffle a few feathers when the, for the big guns on Saturday the Guineas? Uh, I, I think you maybe got to look at the fact Bazoom's been up for a long time, drawn wide, we'll have to get back. Um, it's a radar. I think that's a really poor form line coming out of three for with stay safe running second. I'm not not convinced about that, but um, you know. You really narrowed it down to one. Yeah, well, I might, might bleep, yeah, I'm in the vortex, but uh, it's yeah. funny. We all watch the World Cup. We watched some of the World Cup final the other night. You see Mitch Marsh do that. You just get the feeling like it's his week, don't you? <laughs> you see MR Marsh in the ownership of It's a Ray Day. It's a Ray Day is going to get the back of the only leader in the race in um, Champagne Dame who should probably say, shake off success play or maybe Pat's got sat if they're aggressive. It's probably going to be in the perfect spot. But it'll just be about whether it's a radar who a few people, I've heard Lockie Taylor pretty big on it, um, that he's a query potentially at the mile, whether he hits the front too early. And then we see that uh, the juggernaut crip, the Cerise and white juggernaut. And that's the way I'm going. I, I just, sometimes you just want to be on a horse. I think Bazoom was going better last start. Bazoom was a better run than Treasure Star last start. But I just want to be on Treasured Star. Like I just, I got the feeling that if he's, if she, sorry, BJ. If she is given the um, the entirety of the straight to wind up, um, she will have a turn of foot that none of these will be able to go with. Pete, what do blinkers you think, are a worry. What, what do you think the blinkers mean for <clears throat> the treasured star? I don't think it's worth worrying about. Yep. I, I kept this race really simple. If you think the treasured star beats Bazoom with a clear run in the straight and the Burgess Queen, it's odds on. Mm. Do you think she does? Yes. Do you? From, if you watch it from like there, they're four to the three. Bazoom was going so much better. But like a lot of the Cerise and White Runners, they, they drop the bit and they take a bit to pick up. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think if they had the same lanes, like the same run, Treasured Star beats it. Would have been great to see the gap be two horses wide and they yep. both got through and then... Then again, we might be taking a dollar sixty. That's yep. the thing. Yeah. yeah. What it's price what? are we talking at the moment? Two. Two ninety. Mm. Two ninety. Yeah, so, yeah. they're letting you on. That's... Yeah. Uh, what are we around the table? Right, I'm just going to say, so I'm always <laughs> taking on the Cerise and White and normally I'm trying to back something to beat it and 
more often than not, you'd get done by Pike and you're bitter. So, I was, <laughs> I actually did the same. Yeah, but you can't beat them, join them. I did the same thing as Pistol. I thought, well, look, the market expected Treasured Star to run at least as well, if not better than Bazoom. So, I gave Treasured Star Bazoom's rating from two runs ago and I've marked it at $2.30. Okay. And then after that, I thought, then I'll, for whatever reason, I started going, <clears throat> when I'm finding one, this reason why in a feature race, Pike, Blinkers, I thought I'm missing something here, but I couldn't find it. So instead of worrying about it, I, I backed it. That's it. <laughs> I like I'm it. on. I'm, I'm, I'm in the that. vortex. All right. Uh, so 230. Yep. 230. I'm 250, Pete. I'm 220 with Bazoom $4. He's a lucky lad at 18. I can probably get that a yeah. tiny bit closer. And I've got It's a Raid A13. I just oh, don't, wow. don't think it can win. Even with the map? Don't care. Okay. I mean, he's a lucky lad. Half its current price as well. Yep. Don't need a win, but no, exactly. I just but, think it's. I, I've just got genuine concerns for Terray Day because you're going to have horses like Champagne Dame did go well last start. Uh, Stay safe has got some ability, but they will be in front of it more than likely and run. If they're question marks on the corner, they don't get the right race shape. All of a sudden, Terray Day is held up, and it's still doing so much wrong in runs pre-race as well. It just doesn't look like a, a horse that's going to be taking. You know, hard run 1600 meters particularly well, um, especially, well, if it's a slow run, it's even got less chance. So I'd want to be on those better equipped horses. And let's face it, Treasured Star and Bazoom between them have conservatively got three lengths on the rest of the field on their best figures so far. Yeah, 4.05 p.m. as well. The southwesterly is nice and strong. Yeah, I was, I was 250 Treasured Star as mm -hmm. well. Um, it's funny how it's been creeping out. There has been Bazoom money. That's Bazoom the reason. Money, yeah. Bazoom was sort of six, five fifty, five, four fifty. And like when Treasure Star was, I think two fifty, it went up across the board. I was like, ah, you know, that's okay. And then you saw it, you just see it wobble and wobble and wobble. And you're like, what's going on here? When you're like, when does it stop wobbling? When because you're never going to pull the. Well, you always try to pull the trigger at mm. peak price, but that's obviously very difficult to do. But there comes a time, as you said, Crip, when um, it was you, a bit like Pike, Grant, Nalana, Bob, the up and coming boom horse. It's over your price. It's going to be late in the day. I've probably had a few Heineken threes by I'm that just, stage. Just happy to be in the yeah. I feel like I'm part of the team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, also up to the mile as well. Like it's like they, you know, she's, she just looks like she's just looking for that. And the fact that she was able to win two 1100s to start her prep is just kind of telling of what type of animal she is. Just so, have a look at her on Saturday yeah. as well. For those on course, have a look at her. Look at the size and the shape of her versus the rest of this field. You'll get a little bit of information as to what we're looking for on the on the yard fence. From a, a couple of my uh, mates, one good mate in particular, he's got a very astute little multi on. He's got a twelve hundred and twenty to one. He's at Western Empire uh, for the Railway Elite Street for the Winterbottom and Treasured Star for the Kingston Town. He asked me, "Will Treasured Star go to the Kingston Town?" Bob's obviously said the same thing he does every year. He'll need to win and win well. It's probably slightly different this year because he's going to have the two fancies in Western Empire and Regal Power. From a this isn't really my side of things as much. BJ Pete mm -hmm. might be able to assist. Um, sorry, Crip, I didn't think you'd know either. <laughs> From a breeding point of view um, and from a value point of view, it'd be better for Bob for a treasured star to win this over one of the two geldings, wouldn't it? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. So that, that would be a major fillet for him going towards the Kingston Town with treasured star. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Otherwise, I mean, if, if he wasn't going to go there and, and for those playing futures, there's probably a little play here if, if you're quick enough. If treasured star does fail and treasured star does go poorly, I think at the moment you're talking four bucks Western Empire, seven or eight regal power. That's a back and save instantly. That's an instant yep. back and save for me. 
they they will jump. I don't know two and five or Regal Powers figures from last start are just yeah. hilarious to review. Like absolutely hooning that horse. He's yeah. on track to to match what he did in the railway or the All Star Mile. If he does that, he'll push some of these three year olds. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. What about if? Treasure Star wins Arcadia Queen Style. Western Empire wins Inspirational Girl Style. Regal Power, Pikey's got the three faves in the uh, Kingston Town. So. He's only got two legs as well. Yeah. Mm. Kira might have uh, <laughs> might be party time. <laughs> Kira might be on RP. <laughs> uh, just before we leave this race, what did – I heard a bit of commentary about Bazoom, whether people felt that she ran out the mile or not last Saturday. My thoughts was it was a little bit deceptive to the eye and looking at the Vince Cardi numbers that I saw, she actually run the 12th or 13th fastest last 200 of the day. So just that search of rocks is such a good horse that she was able to, to keep us sort of at bay. Do you know what I mean? So it might have looked, for me, it might have looked like that she peaked, but, I don't, but probably, I don't think she did. Well, I guess what I think you're trying to say is if you could somehow get the replay and take search and rocks out of it it'd look a lot better than oh, right. I, I think if you get the waited. replay and you take be optimistic out of the race then, <laughs> <laughs> then it, it, if you watch the replay be optimistic is just a fly in the ointment horse for bazoom the whole race do you think it was unlucky who good thing beaten fair enough i didn't think we were that unlucky each but who be optimistic yeah. went huge uh, uh, my point is is that she had to sustain a run for 800 meters yeah whereas because of kira's fantastic ride she just had to box seat wait get off and then than conserve and sprint. So people who think, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm more bullish on Bazoom at the mile than someone. Watch Bazoom versus Champagne Dame, the final 100 metres and Bazoom, Champagne Dame really made it hard to get mm. past. Like, I don't think there was a big gap second to third and Champagne Dame's got a really soft lead here um, at 23 bucks. Bazoom's gonna be coming from last at $4. So uh, if you do happen to get an on-pace day, mm. um, Champagne Dame, each way probably isn't the stupidest bet in the world. Place, so, yeah. so we're united here on the uh, Cerise White yeah. Vortex. We're all part and of the team. Sort of agree with Pistol White. Just uh, it's a rate is a lot longer in my market than the current price, and I also think Pale Rider can turn the tables, and he can be the first boy home. Yep, Pale Rider was huge, wasn't it? Yeah, nice yeah, so off forty-five days as well. She so should mm. only get better for the run. All right, uh, so we're all. Locked and loaded in the cerise and white vortex, and I've got a funny feeling that uh, that may continue moving into the big one, the Group One time-honoured one million dollar railway stakes over the famous Ascot Mile. Wow, have you? Is this going to be the shortest price favourite in railway stakes history, Western Empire? Uh, Unbelievable. Jay was stuff. telling me, Jay Rooney was telling me, Northerly went round at five to four for Deccan Shemery. Uh Went round five to five to four in two thousand and. Three, Crip, remember that one vividly? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I can't imagine Western Empire um, getting out much longer in the market. What, what, where are you price wise <laughs> in the market, Crip? I know the answer, but I'll throw it to you on air yeah. anyway. So, look, I don't bet in the futures market. So I know there's a lot of, you know, the prices go up and then they move and shift. And I don't pay much attention, but I did see after the barrier draw. It was odds on. I sort of had a chuckle because I knew I'm not going to try and take him on. But I thought in my head, I was like, when I get to do the form tomorrow, I'll be marketing high twos or something like that. And then I got into it and then started playing around with it. And then uh, all of a sudden, oh, hang on. Yeah. A bit <laughs> and then I got back to doing the form. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I ended up with him uh, flat dollar fifty, which just it shocked me so much. But his figure. 
out of his last run was so good and he did it under a handbrake. I just could have, he could have won by three. Oh, you? you have to give him I gave him an extra length on top of what he did there and it could have been more. So what number was that? He ran to hundred and five, which is proper uh well in saying that that's to his weight on the day, which is yep. fifty three. So yep, it yep. looks better than what it actually is. But um yeah, that's proper you're getting right up there when you start hitting triple figures mm. under a handbrake. Do you, with your sub service, you don't do multis at all? Is no. This, is this a sort of a situation where you say Treasured Star into it? You've probably got the multi at $3.70 roughly. That's just off my head. Yeah. And you can probably get sort of $1.75 into, what are you in, five bucks roughly? I know what, you, I know what you're saying. Yeah. In, is that something you'd consider? No. Okay. I don't back odds on pops at the best of times, mm. let alone in a group one race. Don't walk under ladders, don't back odds on. <laughs> Exactly, and especially when I, I sort of wrote down the only concern I have if he's going to get beaten is obviously if he gets held up, which I don't think will happen. But otherwise, if say if too close to Sun was to hand up, Massimo comes across and gets it cheap, and then we start seeing him over racing, which he has done in the past. Yeah, yep. that's that's the, yep. that's the big yeah big query. Yeah, that's the only thing that I can. I'm with you, Craig. That's the only thing I can see. He will um, he'll ruin it for himself. You know, at the draw, I was saying I was there. <clears throat> obviously, went along to the draw and saw uh, back yourself pluck seven for the champ. Should come into six, um, but I just said like the draw. Not only was Barrier three wonderful for Western Empire, but you got Massimo eleven, Valor Road seventeen, Comfort Me sixteen, and Dance Music fifteen. They all want to race in the first five or six. So when the speed's drawn wide, they have to accelerate and go quicker and put a natural strong sure. pace into yeah. the race. So this should be a and the fact that Lindsay's come out and said he wants to kick up and and go boom with too close to Sun, who I thought they'd just be content sitting with, like last year's railway when they ran second. Um, yeah, you'd, you'd be surprised if this isn't a sort of two or three lengths above benchmark type setup. Yeah, which will just falls completely into Western Empire's lap. Strong, uh, strong running horse, thrives off a genuine tempo. He, he was first out the gates in that, that race in the Asian bow as well. He begins so well. Um, Pike's last three railway stakes rides on Galaxy Star, Regal Power, and Inspirational Girl have been like unworldly, like just crazy good. So he doesn't like, make a lot of could mistakes. Be, could be due, but yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. This, this, well, this should be the easiest yeah. lot because this one's on tactical yeah. speed. So yeah. I said the way he won last start, it reminded me of Arcadia Queens Kingston Town. Yeah. Where, like just parked up right on speed, like just did it effortlessly. And when he pressed the, the tempo, button, it was just yeah. like, what? Yeah. Like, yeah, unreal. I said if, if it's somehow things went wrong and it ended up where Cripps said like the back are too close to Sun and 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 Notorious One somehow kicks up and gets its back. I said if they sprint together, I initially thought if they sprint together, Notorious One would probably have it. I don't know if that's mm. the case actually. Yeah. And Bob's just And that's a wild situation that would occur. Yeah. Bob's just know? a genius at beating the handicapper as well. Reg uh, Galaxy Star fifty three, Regal Power fifty three, Inspirational Girl fifty three, Western Empire fifty three. He even didn't even wait Regal Power. And by not waiting Regal Power, he's actually dragged Bella Road and Massimo mm. and others up in the scale. So instead of there being two, two and a half between Western Empire, Bella Road, Massimo, now there's what, five and four and a half. So it's just like, he's just, yeah, smart man. Yeah, just uh, got him again. So every, 
Who, who runs second? <laughs> well, that's yeah, we should, yeah, we should discuss that. Is there, is, is there any favourites out, Mark? Believe it or not, I've spoke to the people at Betfair and they're going to be putting one up, I think. Oh, right. So, yeah, okay. the last one. So, um, well, it is a great discussion. I, I did a book for the race before the barrier draw and I'd come for me second favourite. Um, obviously, I've that's changed since the draw, but I, I just think the way Comfort Me is going, it's a real profile of a horse that can park up in third or fourth, get going and, and give a really nice kick. But there's a big chance Peter Nucky's going to be leading up a three-wide line from, from that alley outside dance uh, music but i'm gonna make a big call okay come one, one 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 well if come me lands in the one one it should run second without doubt the yeah, only I, reason i, I, I didn't, know, I didn't I tip come me for second huge just, place to come me massive what, oh what, massive what, what, as i said i did a clear second elect it's yeah. just it's just the barrier I, and, yeah i did third elect yeah mm-hmm. yeah no i had it um yeah. lucky nucky ones back the clock and uh jams it one one just pretend he's on Rock and Rupert. Yep. Yep. No messing around, Nux. 1-1. One, one. Favourite outmarket, Crip, who's your second elect? I'd kiss North Four Cheeks, clear second favourite. Yep. The one thing she's got over West Empire is a starting price profile advantage, but that's all about it. How funny is it last start remembering the fact that Kiss was 4 to 220 and Western <laughs> Empire is 220 to 4? Yeah. Now people will be clamming over uh, themselves late to take a dollar uh, 68 Western yeah, Empire. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's the, I think the one the one knock against that is that the starting price hadn't factored in the improvement on Western Empire physically. And we, I, we I expected think, a slowly run race. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Well, that was what when happened. you saw him in the yard. Yeah. Was, that's the best physical specimen you'll see this year Jesus. in WA. Oh, really? Like, yeah. he, he's just turned into a proper, proper horse. Like, he would not look out of place in a Group One over east at all, and he's got no ceiling. That's the, that's the scary thing. Is like we're pricing him a dollar seventy, dollar seventy five on what he's done last start. Now, as long as he doesn't regress and have a flat second up run, which some horses can if they have a PB first up, he can find all new levels here. Twenty one days as well. It's just yeah, exactly, it's just exactly. Beautiful, so, so it's impossible to price from that point of view. Like you could get him, <clears> and the market may well do this. You could get him as short as a dollar forty. Yeah, I've been trying to get on for the um, the Cox Plate and All Star Mile. I don't think they have a future All Star Mile market. No, I think that would probably be a little bit difficult. But I mean, he's part of that question, isn't he? Yeah, I think there's far worse things. If you don't want to have a bet at the dollar seventy, there's far worse things than jumping on and taking the fifty to one for him to win next year's Cox Plate. I tell you what, if I think how's that? Eh? <laughs> I think Kiss on All Four Cheeks one one is a, a dream for her. She can just sort of come out, sort of either follow West or be in the sort of Western Empire zone of the race. She, she, she travels probably even stronger than Western Empire. So if there is tempo, she's going to love that. Just travels into the race so strongly. And if she gets the gap, she's going to dart through. Don't suspect she's going to be able to go with Western Empire, especially over a mile. But uh, she's, a, she's just a winner, quality mare. And yeah, she has to be the second elect. Yep. Do you guys anything, have anything, 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 anything mad? Um, anything mad? Don't know. Do you guys have a runner in the race? Either of you guys have no, no, much. not for me. <laughs> okay. But um, just checking. Like the best of the Velvet King, probably. Fair, fair justice in the respect. <laughs> fair justice was non Esperance. Just actually, just this morning, actually bought a small share in some sort, but no, nah, can't see him there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure Fair Justice is running so day. Really? I think oh, it's really? in Esperance. I'm just double checking. Oh, that. we got a runner on the day. It's <laughs> <laughs> not in the race. Oh, dearie me. Yeah, uh, Peter, um, yeah, it's the Railways Football Club handicap. <laughs> Uh, oh, um, the Velvet King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please uh, talk me into it. I want to TVK. Oh, won't be betting it, but as a as a manager, I'll be. Um, oh, I'm super pumped to see Kira in first group one since she's and look, you know, the, with the change of jockey might be what he needs to get out of the barriers. Apparently, did a bit of barrier work earlier in the week, and he he pinged it. 
Yep. He's, so you, I think Kira he jumps. Will him. So, so, look, if he does that and can track across with Massimo, put himself in the first four and run, there's no reason why he can't run a really good race and and finish in the top two, top three. I think his best is clearly better than the vast majority of these. But I have the same sort of horses to, to fill the minors. Comfort me. Um, despite the gate, notorious one, I think is the clear X Factor horse, but he's been X Factor his entire career. And, you know, again, is Sean O'Donnell the, the mystery component, so to speak? Is a little bit of a change? I'm not going to say yes, but if he gets out to 30s plus on the fair, I'll have a decent crack to find out. But, mm-hmm. you know, what are we talking about here? This thing wins yeah. unless it has some issue. J-Dub. You know, and too close to Sun last year would have made this race really interesting, but he has been... Awful last boot, start. Boot camp. As yeah, was the, camp, the trial. But even in, even Do you subscribe? Could you read that one? Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I, I pay me back a day now. <laughs> yeah, no, I pay me back a day. Money so, well spent. So, what was the boot camp? Do they go uh, deep? Just sand. Detail? Just sand, yeah. yeah. Run better or you go through the sand champs. Put it in the SAS. Yeah, I reckon he, he won't want to go through that. So, I reckon he'll probably put his best foot forward here. Yeah. See if he's too close Western Empire. Yeah. Dig deep any chance of running different place? I'm asking anyone. Um, you said you only. What about price? Oh, you yeah, I think I had him seventies. Yeah, so. no, that's. Yeah, I've definitely got horses below him in my market, yeah. which is good. Yeah, I'm sixty six. Mm. Like you're talking to a child. <laughs> Runner in the row. No, I actually tell, tell us what's it, what's what's it, what's the build up like. You're at the barrier draw. I noticed you got shunted. Mario Delina just said, "I'll I'll be I'll be taking this one, champ." So. Yeah, I think we we go with a <laughs> um, we go with a momentum and and Trav picked the Trav. Forest, I think it is. Picked the car, Caracatta too. Um, he was unavailable for the Kingston Town draw. Mario drew well. So Mario got to go again and he drew well again. So I think when you're in form, you keep drawing. Jeez. Plus, any opportunity for Ladbrokes to, Marbrokes to get his head on the telly is, uh, is worthwhile. Give Scotty Embry another uh, another photo he can use as a meme as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it's exciting. It, it, re- it genuinely is like really, really, really exciting. So, um, yeah, I think he's. I think he's earned his spot here. It's a ninety-seven rider and a hundred and one. So, um, so, how many people are in Dig Deep? It's a big mob, yeah. Yeah, it's a big mob. So, like mob. Yep. for the for the the racing itself, there's how there's going to be such a huge contingent of people coming out to support their horse in a in a Group One railway stakes. A lot of people, first time owners as well, especially mm-hmm. the guys in in your crew. Like, yep. you can't. That's you can't ask for much more than that, Pete. Like, that's you were involved in Wairoa heavily. Like, that's yep. That's gold, isn't it? Absolutely, That's absolute gold for, yeah. for WA racing. So. No, it really is. We're uh, yeah, no, we're all really excited. Everyone's coming out. People are making the journey. Um, partners, yeah, everyone's getting involved on the day. Um, really excited to book Paddy Carberry as well. Um, obviously, we were looking at going to the Gold Cup, and this was um, the decision we made. We we're going to potentially back up into this, but um, with our usual riders, obviously booked for some of the shorter ones. There was. Uh, uh, a bit of scrambling done, but I think we've done really well to book Paddy Carberry. The draw is great. I think we can land near Western Empire. Like, we were huge at Kalgoorlie, deep the trip with the big weight. Um, we were great in the Northern Cup. We're not a horse that should be getting held up, and Captain Chaos had a length on us by the time we sprinted, you know? Um, so Dick Deep's got tactical speed. He, we've drawn basically to stalk Western Empire, um, and yeah, I, I don't think we're impossible at all to run a nice top four or five and uh, give us a bit of excitement on the day. But um, if he does happen to win... Um, I'll shout every bar in Perth for a week. <laughs> <laughs> Wowie. I won't so write that down. Do I was going to say, do, are we going to edit that out in post? Or, uh, no, that's fine. Yeah, I need to get with it. I'm going to send I'll a few messages, unbearable. get our new bar open in time for next week. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, all right, uh, Ganjimi's won the hottest stables in town. They've got two runners, Massimo, notorious one we've already touched on. Massimo coming out of the weight phrase, the steer victory. He's kind of been cooked a bit with the handicaps here, 57 and a half. It's going to be difficult. It's a really uh, light, it's become a real race for the uh, for the horses in the minimum these days, the railway. But he's going to roll forward, give himself a best uh, every opportunity, but you have to give a shout out to that camp. Uh, absolutely flying. One more horse I want to ask you guys round table about just before we leave the railway and move on to race nine is the mare KC. I thought she's, I thought it feels as though Neville and Stephen have got this mare back on track. Her closing mm -hmm. splits, uh, her last two starts have been very similar to Regal Power, I suppose. And we were just talking about Regal Power's chances in the KTC in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, draws, draws six. Might be able to land sort of midfieldish sort of thing. So, can she run a hole at a price? 100%. Yeah. For me, she's always been a slow tempo horse. She's yeah. done her best off slow tempos. That's this true. railway is not going to be slow. Okay. You she does start. drop the, the bit, doesn't she? Sort yeah. Of the eight and the four and that sort of cost. So, if, if Steve can keep her on the bridle, like if Steve can just um, can just keep her on the bridle um, through that period, then um, yeah, she'll almost certainly be running into a hole. But uh, that's a big. A big if, but uh, 50, I've actually been on, I've been on KC the last two, and she's been she's been super on, on both occasions. So, yeah. hundred on one weighter in a hundred and one plus is uh, obviously a really nice placement. So, all right. Yeah. So the vortex just keeps on spinning, eh? Yeah. Now I agree with. I think KC will run a mighty race, and the other one, real Maddie for a place chance. But I thought Tell Him We're Coming can also run well. Um, better run than Captain Chaos last start. Gets a weight swing advantage of him, yet pretty much. Well, longer in the market, so. You've been reading my preview. Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I think I went school to, uh, and you have to uh, reference your work. But <laughs> oh, Chicago, but, um, yeah, but, yeah, but basically I'll just be, I'm pumped for Kira to have a long, you know, 21 bucks. So. I heard you before, but was this her, is this her first group one ride since you guys have? Oh, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah cool. Yeah, so yeah. I'll be, um, I'll probably be, why didn't want to have a bet because I just want to watch her and yeah. pray she gets out of the gates, Nib, so it'll be, um, be a fun minute. Go the champ. Champ. Go the champ, yeah. yeah. If we can run a hole, we'll, we'll Mate, celebrate yeah. like if, we can win it. If he, if he runs- Can we run a hole? Are we, are we a chance of running a hole? Uh, I don't think so. No. No. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. I think we can. Got a bigger heart than all you three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you too. Sorry, Pete. So <laughs> if it runs a place, are you going to get the photo on the wall? Um, oh, Did that and placed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Did that almost won. <laughs> I will carry on as if we'd won the race. Yeah, we'll have to update our 1-1 one, one logo if that is the case. All right, Western Empire could be the birth of something very, very special. Oh, what's this your price, guys? BJ Pete? Uh, I think I was a dollar seventy-five. I actually haven't finished the race yet. I left this race to last because I looked at it and thought, nah, I can't be bothered. I'm at $1.75 before factoring in the map so it gets shorter. Oh, dear. All right, dollar fifty crip, dollar fifty-five <laughs> me. So an average between us, a dollar sixty-two, dollar sixty-three. So what were the odds of me having it the shortest out of the four of us? Yeah, yeah. that's good. I like that. Multis. All right, race nine, Crown Perth Jungle Mist Classic, uh, listed race for the Phillies and Mares, the first of the four race uh, traditional Phillies and Mares Black Type series. This is over the twelve hundred meters, and I suspect if uh, the champ runs one, two, three, that we might see the Perth Racing Guru at Crown Perth later on Saturday night. Uh, there's a bit of cerise and white flavor in this as well, the current favorite favorite bright diamond. But uh, is this where the, the Petey's investment run comes to an end, Guru? 
Don't know. Mm. I wanted. To, I was really interested to discuss this race. Um, as a team, the uh, the speed map first of all. Um, I'm expecting. Who's your leader, Crip? I've, I've lost it. Uh, the leader is Universal Pleasure. Universal Pleasure. They'll be more aggressive to start, won't they? Uh, yep. sort of uh, Vane Tempest will push Vane Tempest, past. probably yeah. in the breeze. Gunmetal yep. Grey, they'll, they'll follow that same methodology from last start. And then you've got um, Shantork, who probably parks right behind them. Yep. Angelic Miss gets it softer from one, gets the weight swing on Bright Diamond. Bright Diamond's probably midfield cover. Salaya, Peter. You can tell us about Salaya in a sec. Uh, probably looks for a three-wide line, and um, she's a charm. Will be three-wide line, looking to have the final crack at him. Um, and I think it'll come. Mm. I think it'll come down to race shape. It's it's a it's a race you can go a few different ways here. Um, but Pete Salaya, how's she going? Really nice trial. Long Beach franked the trial form as well. Is there such a thing as trial form? Did you notice with Long Beach, by the way, three-wide no cover? Over the thousand. Over the thousand. Ascot Rail True. She's Not a charmer. Last start, three-wide no cover. Um, over the thousand, ran third to Bulchano. It's huge. Not a bad spot to be. Mm. Uh, well, I, I said that. Hot yeah. Z, Z three wide line as well. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's good. Just put them out there. Momentum. Uh, look, I really don't know where she's going to get to, and I don't think 1200's her distance at all. Um, she'll be on. Last time she faced Western Empire. She. And Kiss on. And Kiss on off. Yeah, gave him, gave him win then, actually. Yeah. But again, she's a little bit unknown, a bit similar to. Western Empire, not in terms of the ceiling, but a lot of her runs are in slowly run races. Yeah. Difficult to line up just how effective she is in the vast, uh, the fast run races. She did have that one run behind Cryptic, Cryptic Love, Love over 1400, which was a very fast tempo race, and she did went well on that occasion. So um, I really don't see 1200 as being her go first up. One trial, had a few little issues. Can I ask you about that, Pete? Yeah. She won the Natasha on the 13th of March. Uh, didn't press on to the Oaks and then uh, trialled in May, raced in the Rack and Tour June and hasn't been seen until November. What's the last six months been like for Salaya? Uh, fractured a splint bone. Yep. So I had to have the, the operation procedure there for that and wasn't exactly sure if she would be coming back for these fillies and mares races this summer. But was she's, that in the run she did that last start or was that? No, I believe that was at home. Okay, so that was just a poor yeah. last outing? There was a... Darren was of the mind that perhaps Belmont she's not showing her best she wasn't great in that trial and then obviously the run she wasn't particularly good either um you know whether or not there was a few little you know other issues in terms yep. of viruses and so forth that might have been lingering that's always up for debate so look it's more just been a case of we'll just take it race by race with her and see how she goes if they need to pull the pin they'll pull the pin but mm. um she doesn't owe anybody anything so for me I, I just want to see her go around in in one piece and I haven't penalized her at all but I just cannot get her anywhere near what the market has a i think brad opened five dollars ish yeah Is i was correct? talking to brad yeah so I, i've to be honest with you, i've got a 650 I, I kept her safe but i haven't yeah. died i'm not backing her at the nines that's the thing so it's sort of like crip was saying before you I, I have yeah. no faith or trust in my market in, in its entirety here it's a good race to play on the day i'm expecting despite the negative weight swing we'll see another little move for bright diamond mm -hmm. and it'll probably be over bet um and then when especially, when I, especially pikey's coming off the Again, and double. And, uh, yeah, exactly, exactly right. So if it's over bet, then you, you might be getting a bit of rain about an angelic miss, and you might see some six seven dollars about the horse with the with the weight swing, or um, yeah, just you can see how the track's playing. You can look at a vein tempest, a shan talk. Um, yeah, which way are you looking, Crip? Yeah, firstly, BJ, what you said just then, like, and pistol, can you help me out here? So whoever's really setting the bet fair markets late, are they sitting back in their 
you know, I'm guessing there are big syndicates sitting there in their office going, oh, you beauty, Pikey's won the last two. Are we going to shorten Bright Diamond off the back of that? But to the no. mat, the market makers aren't. They, they would They're not getting not, a cockahoot about not, Pikey. I'm not even sure they're watching the races. I'm not even sure they have it turned so on. Do you, do you think the market has gets influenced by what Pikey's done earlier in the day? That's what I my first question. I think question. form on the day could be a minor factor, but yeah. I Are you talking about the big, big money? Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you're probably right. It's just what well, the 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 nation na- nationally get p- people get whipped into a frenzy because they're always looking. Yeah, you're okay. they're always, punters. They're, yeah, but not. not the but big, I guess if there's a lot of them, it's like yeah, it, it creates a especially if on a big day at Ascot. But I don't understand what you're saying. But I think the momentum of a personality, a nas- national personality like Pike, I think they, that has to squeeze in a few okay. points. Yeah. What I would say is like the general fluctuation, say, from the 30 minutes up until about 30 seconds before the jump, yes. But then the last 30, 30 seconds, seconds, if they yeah. don't like it, it will just drift. Yeah. Right. And it'll go really soft late. And sometimes it's a very subtle move. But since I've been back and watching some of those late moves, there's been some pretty wicked sort of turns, 180. So and that's when, yeah, that's when 90% of yeah. the bets are getting matched yeah. as well. But I, I tend to Especially agree. Melbourne's Melbourne's in your finished. Oh. Everyone's just glued on. To, I don't know. It just- yeah, and there's some there's different syndicates working now as well, which is quite interesting to watch. So often you'll have one take a set against another, and you'll just see this money go backwards and forwards over the last mm. two three minutes, like a tennis match. Yeah. Mm. But anyway, don't know where I was going with that. But so after the last two races, I've had to check my temperature. I'm feeling a bit crook here because I've had the Cerise and White. <laughs> <laughs> I've marked them under their current market quote, but normality has been restored for race <laughs> nine. Uh, look, I've got Bright Diamond on top, but how you can get a $2.80 Angelic Miss $4.60 when the latter was a bigger run of the two and gets the weight advantage just baffles me. In saying that, won't be on Angelic Miss either. I'm going to look for some value here. I'm going with Shantalk. First up, no trial, 60 kilos. Look. Potentially, she was a little bit plain, but for the reasons I just mentioned, I'm happy to forgive her. The last time, she only looks to be a slight mare. The last time she carried 60, she didn't go that well as well. So I think the 1400 is a stretch for her. So if she's in this mare series- This is a race. This is a race. Yeah. So I'm hoping in the, she's had the 14 days. I'm hoping that first up run, she might've needed it. She's far from gone as a horse because her last start of her previous campaign, she beat Hot Zed. So there's no issues there that, you know, she isn't a ho- the horse that she was in previous campaigns and her best form is definitely good enough for this. Drops in weight, as I said, maps to settle just behind him. I think mm-hmm. Sean, you know, might, might even be box seat. Yeah, box seat or the one one. Uh, Vane Temper's probably a nice back to be on as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. And that's actually, yeah, spoiler alert, but I'll be saving on Vane Tempest, but Sean O'Donnell should suit her. Uh, I just think at the double figures in a race where I don't want to be on Bright Diamond because she's too short. I don't want to be on Angelic Miss because I'm just not sure about Barry One. And I don't want to be on Salaya or She's a Charmer because of the maps and the 1200. It just makes sense to have something on Chantalk and then save on Bain Tempest both at double figures. Well, our, uh, our my punish club that I'm involved in our WhatsApp chat in Butchie O'Connor from the Mundaring Hotel. Publican. Uh, midnight last night labelled Chantal the best bet of the program. Oh, so. <laughs> what he said through his bet slip and everything, he said, I am chips in. If so. it wins, I might go and sit on Butchie's big bet. <laughs> <laughs> so, I might go to his pub as well. <laughs> so there, there, you, <laughs> there you go. But yeah, I'm with, I, that, I reckon that first up run was better than, better than 
I think just condition. Yeah. And just the burn, she had to do early to get into that spot. Uh, from four, she won't have to cook as much early. Fitter, comes forward off that run. Uh, pretty good, pretty sharp. Um, yeah. there on a day there's a little sure. bit of trust like yeah i wasn't completely satisfied with that first up run but, but still just, you're getting the price though. exactly yeah. you're getting the price to find out yeah. that's the key yeah you know even race where opinions will be divided i'm yeah. happy to it's not a big bet by any stretch of the imagination at yeah. double figures but yeah we'll find out yeah I, I just i went with angelic miss i thought that her first up win was excellent with weight i think i made her my lay that day i just thought i don't know how she's going to be able to get back and run on with I think she had 58 and a half but she was super Franked out with an excellency, three wide with cover, peeled, was pulling ground off um, Bright Diamond, um, last yeah. start. As you boys have mentioned, she gets the weight swing, gate one, Chris Parnham can conserve, look for gaps, and she's got that real point-to-point -point acceleration where she can take that run when it presents. Um, I'd be surprised if Angelic Miss doesn't run first or second, I think. So, but, oh, it's uh, luck, though. Yeah, That's yeah. the big thing with Angelic yeah. Miss. Like, I... I, I intend on following in and being with Angelic yeah. Miss, but I'm, I do think that there'll be money elsewhere and we'll Betfair will be a great tool to utilise here. But um, with Angelic Miss, from barrier one, as Cripps bang on, like that's always such a risky proposition, a horse that could be three or four the fence over 1,200, you know? You get you get one little chop out and your race is done. Well, Vane Tempest and Chantal probably don't have the same turn of foot, but yeah. they're going to be off and going and, and rolling. So I and completely she, see that. And she's Inside a, that, I'm agreeing with you. She, I'm with Angelic yeah, Miss. Yeah. And she's a charm. I just want longer. She's a charm is going to be the one sort of blending in and then coming like, her first up run was unreal. Yeah. So, um, yeah, nice, mm -hmm. nice way to kick off the Mare series. Good luck to the Blabs as well. Jeremy, uh, yeah, a mate of mine, he's uh, a, one of the main owners of Shan Talk. I know they, uh, yeah, they're big, uh, obviously big fans of the Mare. They've had a very good ride. So, big fans uh, of the show? Yeah, I don't know, actually. He probably, <laughs> doesn't know, he probably doesn't even know it exists, to be honest with you. It's, it uh, just yeah. add as well, thought when I first started, sat down to do the race, thought Tycoon Storm was going to be the bet, but Ah, geez, her trial wasn't that flash, was it? So big watch on her. Or I know, it was, I know it was Cup Night that gave her windburn, mm -hmm. but she Joey still had to get really stuck into her yeah. in that trial. She didn't really find the line. Tycoon Storm uh, ran third in this race last year. Oh, she's gone. Um, do you know the best part about the Phillies and Mare series is? I can't get the genders wrong. <laughs> you can try. <laughs> I not still good, actually. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So who are we tipping? We've got to around the table. Angelic Miss for me. Pete? I've got Angelic Miss marked $3.00. Oh, which is aggressive, but mm. I think the market will overcompensate. Aggressive marking, don't you? Yeah, but I think the market will overcompensate for the fact she's got gate one, but she's never actually settled rails and run, mm. yeah. so no one actually knows. Yep. And Chris just do you seems the market, to. Sorry, do you reckon the market will or won't? Compensate I think it will that? overcompensate. So you I, think she'll be she'll be found? No, I, th I think the the market will almost miss her. Okay. Um, which we're I think all, is so what we're happened waiting, here. We're yeah. waiting, yeah. So yeah. I'm about 420 or something like that. So we're definitely, it's about but, five bucks best for yeah. it. Well, the last two yeah. starts, she started $7.850. Yeah, and Chris is driving us so well, just yeah. like picking the right time to get going and her splits are just that much better than, like Bright Diamond does look like it's going to go to a new level, but mm -hmm. I'm not sure it's got a new level, really. Mm -hmm. Like it, it's still three lengths off Angelic Misses Best and, you know, Shan Talk, I can really respect that that angle as well because it, I've actually got her leading. Um just from the inside advantage over Universal Pleasure and, and Tycoon Storm if they try and be positive. I don't think Vane Tempest will will be really have its ears ridden off early. So that's the, the way I'm looking at this race. It's funny how we we all sit here in agreement that Angelic Miss is probably a better chance than Bright Diamond, yet one's 280 and the other's 480 and we all expect them to probably 
uh, got to the gap to yeah, yeah. grow is just the pike factor, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, I just love sitting here when I know that you're going to be on and potentially tipping something else um, because naturally it means the rest of the runners <laughs> get a little bump in their price. So uh, it's a rare occasion. I'm happy being against you. All right, BJ, it's time we've made it through. I feel like we've done this in pretty reasonable time, actually. Yeah, um, in our cubicle. Uh, it's time for the drum and golf, the drum and golf handicap. Also known as the Get Out Stakes, BJ. That's S-T-E-A-K-S. Who's it proudly brought to us by? Market City Meats, of course. Mm. Largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located at the Canningvale Markets out on Ballister Road. Timmy Hewitt, absolute legend. Tim and his team, they run a tight ship out there at Market City Meats. Drop in, say good day, and uh, he'll look after you, especially with the Christmas menu about to launch, so um, keep an eye on the Market City Meats Facebook page for the uh, very famous Christmas menu and make sure you get out there and support the good team out there at Market City Meats. Congratulations to episode 102, Get Out Stakes winner, Timmy Marlow. Timmy's a bit of a freak, he's just a winner. He just he was high up in the Top Gun ratings, he's won Mastermind, uh, the original Mastermind several times. He's won, the, this is his third Get Out Stakes victory. He's winners win. What more can you yeah, say? Winners, winners win. So, yeah, well done, Timmy Marlow. Uh, enjoy those uh, that gourmet beef package from Market City Meats. Now, to enter this week's Get Out Stakes, it's race 10, remember? Railway Stakes Day at Ascot. Send us a tweet at the 1-1 pod. Let us know who you think will win the Get Out Stakes. Decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred. Do you know who's a winner? Dan Christian. Didn't expect that name, did you? No. Dan Christian's a winner. Like every T20 franchise around the world just wins. Like even if no matter what he he doesn't necessarily need to be a star player in it. Goes across as a travelling reserve, and that's a near miracle that a forty-year-old's a travelling reserve who has been pretty ordinary Nick um, in the subcontinent tour, and they go and win the World Cup at any price. It's Dan method, Christian's method a winner to their madness. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, oh, that winners win. Winners win. Good stuff. And uh, speaking of winners, what about this uh, Sam White rule? All important. Oh, first in. Best dressed, BJ. It's all important to be best dressed. Are you, what are you when you're on the golf course, crib? Are you a uh, like a checkered type man, like a, you know the the tartan pants. Ah, uh, no, no, no dressed like a bit of the Bryson DeChambeau oh. uh, little <laughs> the fedora, cap. yeah, the little cap. No, nah, always crib tracing. Yeah. Cap, but, uh, yeah, support the sponsors. So. You need to get um. We I've mentioned to BJ once. I think you need to get like numbers on them, like you know when you get oh. a cap for Australia, because obviously I got we, a few caps for Australia. Um, <laughs> and you get like what number player you were. But you did have a crack at me about. I'm wearing one at the moment and it's a bit worn. He said, oh, it looks like Steve Moore's baggy green. <laughs> Probably about time I like yeah, one. Got, got a new one out. But anyway, the last, hey? Drum yeah. and golf. Drum and golf handicap. Um, we were just speaking about Cripper's handicap just before. Um, coming along very, very nicely. Long like a gale. <laughs> <laughs> 1,200 metre rating. Speed map. 66 plus to kick to finish the day. Speed map. Key here. Who do we um, have leading in a race? which looks semi-devoid of speed. Surely it's timely outburst. Is it? Surely. Double jeopardy. But timely outburst. I think Kesh was scrubbing last start. Yeah, was he? I, I, can't he gave, I thought he, he gave, gave up pretty well. well. I thought he gave up pretty quick. The yeah. fact that there isn't much speed in this probably means Nicole, who, as you mentioned to me before, that um, Nicole Hopwood, the horse, does jump pretty well and travel pretty well for. So, um there's far less speed than this. A little scrub up probably can get it very close to it. But, I mean, at worst, it's going to be first four, isn't it? Should be. Yeah. Should be. Especially with with stable mate Agent J coming across it's as just, well. Yeah. There's just yeah. a big difference 
being leaders back and being in front. If you mm. give me timely out, if I see timely outburst in front, it's the only horse I want to be on. You know, it's that's that's a simple one for me. But if you've got Nicole Holtwood on the back of the leader and then maybe Pike only a pair or two behind her on Goddess Chosen, it's probably only Goddess Chosen that I want to be on. Yeah. So um, I'm just looking at the other jocks though, and you've got Nucky on Double yeah, Jeopardy, you've got Luckdar on Rebel Knight, you've got Cash on Agent J. And you've got Donger on Island Charm as your potential speed. Like they're not super aggressive jockeys, no. except for Keshaw. He's but it's the yeah. stable stable market. Yeah, ah, true. So, so, so my, maybe he's time my to thing go with, and play. Keshaw's a madman at the moment. Yeah. My thing with Double Jeopardy is Nucky's on, and also twelve hundred as well. So are they hell bent on leading? And that might mean that timely outburst just sort of strolls to the front, Guru. That's a great point about mm. stable mates. I actually hadn't picked that up mm. until then, but it also suits my narrative because <laughs> I'll be on timely out there. So you've just uh, made me a little bit more confident. But look, if you don't mind, BJ, I'll mm. kick this race off now. No, take it away. I read your preview this morning and I actually will probably copy and paste it and I'll paraphrase it. I'll read it out. <laughs> you said, <laughs> you're talking about God has chosen and you said, was scratched with a hoof, hoof abscess as a favourite last Saturday and he's forced to go from 1,200 metres uh, back to, sorry, 400 metres, back to 1,200 metres. Then you've gone comma, but, and then you've said but, whereas I'll just be putting a full stop. Yeah, yeah. So that's the reason I'll be taking God has chosen on. Coming off a setback, I don't like the drop back in distance. Full respect for the horse, but just, I just can't back a horse who isn't, has, has, you know, a very less than ideal campaign. And so it gets me to timely outbursts. I know you, you know, you've mentioned Nicole Hopwood, but she hasn't done a thing wrong on this horse. She's had six starts, won four, and ran second to the Spruker and Graceful Girl. So until she does something wrong on the horse, I'm happy to back her. Like you said before, I hope that she leads. And just her figures from her previous campaign are absolutely super. And like I said, the Graceful Girl form is going to stack up. And then- What price is she? 550. Yeah, right. First up, the money came, but yeah, if you won, you could have torn. And I was so close to tipping her first up, but the barrier and the thousand meters just turned me off enough. But it was, it was borderline. And yeah, obviously at the top of the straight, I was so happy that I touched the bullet because, yeah, she was never, never a chance. But I still like the way she hit the line yeah. under a little riding. Yeah. So, yeah, look, in a competitive race, I'm going to, she'll be my get out. Mm. Margin? Uh, I'll go 0.71 lengths. Hopefully, just yeah. holding off her. It'll salute in the line. Yeah. Yeah. You still. I reckon Nicole will have enough time to basically line up for a salute if the horse finds the front. I've got it $3.30. I can get it shorter. Um, my main said. dangers are McCanto and Vedette de Star that have drawn horribly. Yeah. God has chosen. I've got 460 and that's trying to find it. Is that off the setback and the drop back and trip? Or is that That's off? ignoring that. Okay. So I can get it a lot longer. I think my initial price was about six seventy. Matt related, horse related. What do we? Who, who else do you want to win this race? That would I mean got us chosen though. Like, oh, I, I think no. I'm actually trying to bonus it, and that's yep. as short as I could get it. Was, okay. was four sixty, and that's assuming pipe jumps about the same as skin and tins. He gets it off the fence immediately midfield, and the horse is fully fit. Mm. And it's still 460. That's that best case scenario. That is key that he doesn't fall behind skin yep. and tins. That is key. Yeah. Uh, and it looks, there's, there's, there's a little bit of margin for error, but I've noticed that a few times over the last couple of months is that horses drawn two are almost sometimes best equipped to stay off the fence as long as they jump at the same speed as the horse drawn one. Mm -hmm. As opposed oh. to those horses that you draw gate three and they end up 
you know, three wide, no cover. Yeah. I'll say the same with me as what Pistol said. I I knew God has chosen was going to go up favourite. So I marked him as short as I possibly could and gave him his figure that he ran last start. So that's not also not taking into account the setback and the drop back in trip. But the other thing that I want to note from his win, I know it was impressive, but far out he got. That race got handed as we wanted yeah. to flat it, didn't it? Kazkazi. Yeah. When Little Flirt ended up in front. It was it was a similar one, Terry, I heard you on the podcast of probably a month ago when you spoke about real charisma winning first up yeah. where mm-hmm. you just said, they took Pikey to the turn and said, all right, here you go, mate. You do it from here. Like it was, mm-hmm. you might as well put a bow tie on that, <laughs> on that run. Like yeah. just a horse carting him up 3D and he's only a couple of lengths off him at the straight on a day when they started to make ground by then. I just think, look, it's, I, I know it's a good horse and it was still one by three and Beret's come out and franked that form, but I just can't. It's just not in my DNA to then back a horse that's had a setback, drop back in distance, and is already pretty short. Jeez, I love the good robust discussion, though. It's great stuff. Yeah. I, look, the best thing about this market for me is I'm seventeen dollars my third pick, so I'm um, I'm actually I'm butting with BJ. I I'm sort of going to back Lindsay Smith in. I saw at the first trial for the Lindsay Smith Yard, got his chosen, was leading the trial after 100 metres. So I think Pike can probably try and use a little bit of gate speed and try to be in sixth or seventh and close enough. I had timely outbursts getting crossed, um, as I said, and Pete's bang on. If timely outburst doesn't get crossed, I think it's it's game over. But at around 325.50 and, and got his chosen might be easy. I'm not sure what got his chosen will do in the market. There's enough there for me to back and save. Mm-hmm. So, look, I'm going to be the one, Cripps, Crips with uh, timely outburst, Pete's with timely outburst. I think BJ's going with God has chosen, and I'm going to be the one that backs on one and saves the other. So mm. I can't lose. <laughs> I just want to sit on the fence. Well, Crips is right. The as price, well. the, the, yeah. the, the like Macanto is flying, but how how far back is it going to be? Vedette de Star is a big closer, but it's going to be last. Try for us has a lot of potential. Going to win a heap of races, but it's going to be back and probably going to be looking for further. So yeah, what I what I really Set back aside, what I really loved about God has chosen the other day was pulled and did plenty wrong, but was that when he got when he got when Pike got him balanced up in the straight, just the way he covered the ground, lowered, lengthened, uh, smashed the finish line, and just looks like he's just got so much upside. God has chosen. Um, I was flat three dollars. God has chosen. Told me out versus five fifty, but um, from the good draw, I think I'm a bit like Terry. I think you can Pike can. Do that sneaky pipe thing where the one you think is going to get back worse than midfield lands midfield and all of a sudden he's right on top of you like a rash. So I think that's uh, – that. but, yeah, they're, they're the two. 100%. I'll just say monitor scratchings if um, mm. if the stable mate comes out or double jeopardy comes out, yeah. it's just going to further probably swing me in the timely outburst camp. Like their scratchings, you'd love a little two cent deduction on or mm. one cent deduction, wouldn't you, as a uh, as a punter of timely outbursts. So uh, yeah, cracking race. I think the speed map suggests it should be running one from the low draw and the moving line on the rail, which will be got us chosen timely outburst and some great horses in this. McCanto Vedette Star try for us. Island charm, false statement as Crip noses. Going super, yeah. Um, but the problem is they're all going to be giving these big head starts, which I don't think that's a very good point too, Terry. There's midweek racing Belmont Northern um, during the week as well, so I wonder if any of these horses will be nommed across mm-hmm. those days, and there might be some scratchings that impact the the shape of this race. So that is race ten on Railway Stakes Day previewed. Before we uh, before we quickly take a break, just like to remind all our listeners: don't forget if you, for some remarkable reason, you do not have uh, access to Sky Channel to watch the races. From 3 to 5 p.m., Channel 10 will be covering free-to-air the uh, Railway Stakes Day, Winterbottom Stakes Day, and Kingston Town Classic Day. Brittany Taylor, Katie Price, Lockie Taylor, 
Lockie Taylor. Yeah, Lockie's, Lockie's doing Taylor's from the yard. getting a yep. berth as well. Uh, so yeah, if you if you need to access the free to air and you want to tune in to get some um, some of the Channel Ten coverage, three pm to five pm Railway Stakes Day. Don't miss it. I should be on about five minutes after the railway when they're interviewing the winning connections. I'm sure <laughs> I can't believe they didn't come out and do a colour piece on the Guru leading leading into no, it. It's not, so, no, it's not too late. It's not too late. Not too late. It's only Thursday. <laughs> so all right, let's take a break. We'll come back with our best, our maddies, and our lays for Railway Stakes Day. And we are back, punters, with our Betfair best betting propositions of the day. And to the man who coined the phrase, Daniel Cripps, what's your Betfair best? Best betting proposition of the day. I'm going to jump in that Saracen White Vortex and go Treasured Star <laughs> in the Guineas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, Cripper. That's my Betfair best as well. Pistol Pete? I am pro-consent. If you want to save mm. big screen, you can save big screen. But it's pro-consent in race four. I'm with Pete. I'm pro consent. Race four, my best on the card. Second best, probably yours as well. So, a bit of a grancery in the table. It's disturbing behaviour, isn't it? Table. Table. I like it. Madness. 20 to 1 plus, $21 plus. Um, pistol, you're always good for a chubby or two. I love a good chubby. <laughs> love going a little bit wide, throwing them down the highway to. Armadale sort of line, but um, <laughs> I've got a couple actually. I've got Race okay. 3, I've got Olden and Mongcon. Mongcon. Mongcon Tong. And then in Race 6, Blinder at 60s. Crazy. Plus. Crazy. Wild, Wild with a Y. Instead of an I. Uh, I will go with Blinder as well, actually. I think the Carbine Club could throw something funny up. Um, 60 to 1, I've got it 25 and Agent J in the last, if it's playing on pace at over 20 to 1, is, is something that I'll probably have something small on as well. So neither will be big investments. But, uh, yeah, blinder Agent J, wildies, 60s, 20s. Anything mad, Cripper? Uh, yeah, look, I'm scrambling here, to be honest, but who would have thought? Um, I'll go, I'm actually going to go with Terry as well. Agent J in the last, mm. if it's on pace and they cross, which after speaking to you guys, I really hope they don't. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to target the Carbine Club as well. My Maddie is number two, Western Temple. I think the best of Western Temple puts him mm. right in the finish here. Just forget uh, it's last run. It's yeah. probably six yeah. bucks here, isn't it? Uh, Peter Fernie, twenty six dollars. Um, good luck to Lucy Warwick, who's overcome a uh, injury to get clearance right on Railway Stakes Day. So that's my Maddie in the Carbine Club, number two, Western Temple. And what are we going to try and get beat, guys? What's our bet fair lay? I'm going to go. In the same race as my best and always said that the girls are stronger than the boys so i'm gonna lay it's a ray day i've marked him near double figures and that was i was probably being lenient to him so yeah 380 you can can't win a world cup final and he's uh, <laughs> in the same week you reckon mitch is at his uh yeah he's good run so it might be that might be it um I struggled for a lay at a, at a short price. So, uh, in the feature, um, a pretty heavy pike all day, and we're all pretty heavy in the two features, the Cerise and White. So, I better take one on. Real dangers, six fifty-seven bucks. I'll lay that for the place. It's about two thirty, two forty. Um, so, yeah, real danger from the awkward gate in the placid arc for the place. I'm gonna get I was about to grill you then. Yeah, I mean, I just you the yeah. <laughs> That's all I was worried about. On the, I'm going to try and get a uh, Cerise and White runner beat as well. In the first, Reliable Star. The second, Stringer. Um, uh, that's a lay currently about $3, just a little bit, a bit shorter than $3 in some market. Pete, your lay? Yeah, it'd be, it's a ray day as well. And look, if it's a silly price to place, you know, if it's quite firm, say sub $1.60, $1.70, probably have a crack at that and lay it in place. All right, that brings our Railway Stakes Day preview to a close. Mr. Guru? 
It does. It was a. Uh, no, I think we've done well. We've uh, we've beaten the. Uh, we're probably in the unders for yep. those taking the overs unders uh, on Twitter, which would have been a popular market, I'm sure. But uh, thanks again for coming on, guys. Crip, Pete. It's uh, yeah. I know the listeners uh, thoroughly enjoy getting your insights and um, trying to add a few more pieces to the uh, to the punting puzzle. Um, enjoy your wedding, Pete. Will do. So have you got a role? Yeah. Yeah. Trying to just lower expectations for the day for everyone else just by standing out and making sure that everyone else feels just a little bit less confident in their public speaking ability. So, <laughs> um, you're, the, you're the MC? Not, not the MC, yeah. no. Is okay. Fran your plus one? No, no I'm, I haven't heard from Fran for a couple of weeks, which possibly means oh. she might have died or possibly she's uh, found her fronds in another man's apartment. But <laughs> got to watch out for that. <laughs> Theory, mate. This Have fun at the wedding quickly. Well done, um, thank you. But yeah, railway stakes day. Crip, we'll see you Saturday. Can't wait. Yeah, no, looking forward to it, mate. Should be a cracker and um, yeah, very enthused. BJ, are you coming out? I'll be here. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah. All right, guys, as we roll through another railway stakes, this is our second or third, because we started with this, is our third railway stakes edition. We better thank, uh, not better, we want to thank our producer, Jen, who does a great job wading through all this absolute horseshit every single week. Um, thank you, Jen, for your continued support and hard work. Uh, it's thoroughly appreciated. But most importantly, not but, but most importantly, I've said but three times, go the champ this week. Dig deep. I believe, Paddy, if you're a listener, I believe. And there will be a sling and a half in Bumble <laughs> if you can uh, lift the champ over the line. But uh, if you're out at Ascot this week, come say hello to BJ, uh, Crip, or myself. We'll have a beer. We'll enjoy uh, what looks a nice card of racing. A lot of fancies, but there does look plenty of winners. And until next week on the 1-1. One, one.